How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 146 with Cameron Farmer. You guys, this was fucking awesome. Um, we talked about amazing things. We talked about Baltimore. We talked about um, the the supposed riots that happened. We, we talked about um, stand-up. We talked about race. You guys, we got into it, and it was really fun, and it was awesome. And I think you're going to love it, because I did. Um, you know what? Go to Facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Like it. Uh, comment on it. Tell me to comment more on it, because I'm just bad at keeping that up. Um, go to iTunes or Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. Rate the podcast. Rate the episode. Review it. Do something to, to spread the word. If you, if you want people to listen to this show fucking tell them about it you know um yamatat.com is the website for the podcast uh <coughs> and you can listen to the podcast straight off of there you can also there's a link to my blog um which is mockboymedia m-o-q boymedia.wordpress.com i i wrote a preacher spec script it's up there so if you want to read it if you've seen through episode four go ahead Knock yourself out. Um, Duplex comedy suplex did not happen again this week. Um, Nobody showed up. There was one comic and me. And uh, that was it. No crowd. So there was no show. Um, It was cool. We chilled for a little bit. And then it was like, well, when there's no show, there's no show. And you got to move on. Um, yeah, come to the show, you guys. It's free. And it's every week. And it's really fun. Okay. My Twitter is Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. There's a donate button on my website through PayPal. Uh, Any and all would be appreciated. I do this all for free. Um, we're approaching episode 300, or no, not episode 300, but three years. <coughs> 156 is going to be three years. It's pretty, pretty dope. So anyway, um, get ready to yam it up now with me and Cameron Farmer. And then I'm gonna have an extra run for whenever I want. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Is it right here? Yeah. Cool. It's the hot seat. Oh, it's pretty warm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping it warm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. This is a cool setup. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, sometimes the birds. Chime in for ambiance. Oh, perfect. Just very serene. <laughs> <laughs> we are in nature right yeah, now. Yeah, we're outside. <laughs> oh, man. So how have, you, how have you been? I've been okay. Uh, duplex, you did that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Last, um, or a couple nights ago, there was there was a show, but there wasn't a show. Yeah. Because there was no crowd. Gotcha. You know? So... That's it okay. Was, it was all of us comics, and we, like, ran bits. 
at each other a little bit. That so. sounds like fun. Yeah, it was chill. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very no-pressure environment at that yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> Just do whatever you want. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it was chill. Um, yeah, so how's everything? How, how have you been? Pretty good. Just, like, working at my job really hard. Okay. Um... That's good, right? Yeah. Exhausting? Exhausting. I'm, like, so tired, and I'm just... I didn't go to any mics this past week, but I did do, like, this photo shoot. It was so fucking weird. It was, like, for a magazine, and it was, like, your baristas are people outside. And so, like, I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian, but they didn't interview us or anything, and we had to take pictures that were inspired by, like, Calvin Klein ads in the 90s. It was fucking... When I first walked in, I was like, I'm in the wrong room. What... Oops, because, oops, I just opened up on this photo shoot because this guy was, like, not wearing a shirt, and then this other girl had a guitar, and, like, uh, that song's like, let's talk about sex, baby. Like, that was playing, and I was like, oh, shit, I walked into this, like, photo shoot, fuck, like, I'm so embarrassed. But then I looked, yeah, and then I looked at the address, and I was like, no, that's the photo shoot, and I was like, this is so fucking, it was weird. And then at that point, too, it's just like, I couldn't be awkward, so I had to, like, authentically model which was odd and i was like i guess i'll just do this but also like this is so weird like i hate this i hate it was this. in a studio yeah it was in and culver city barista no i what like i'm a barista that's my job oh yeah, yeah yeah but it was just like this is what your baristas they do other stuff everybody else and yeah all the other things they do is like model and actor i'm like i'm a stand-up comic and so i was like trying to talk to people and like wasn't able to Ooh. like i was talking to the makeup artist and then i just did a bit for him and i was like everybody nobody wants to talk about sleep real here it's really weird and then he was just like um and i was like all right i don't know what to do. this is fucking weird yeah. and then i was talking to this one girl she's like i'm an actress i was like yeah no i know <laughs> i know you are <laughs> it was fucking weird so like that was what i did for a comedy this week so fucking weird you got a fucking story out of it. Yeah, I just don't understand this place. I don't understand. I'm like, that's, I guess, because this guy's like, a lot of industry people read this magazine and might see it. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, so I guess that's for my career. I don't, <laughs> like, none of you know if I'm funny or not. Like, I can just, like, I didn't go to any open mics this week. <laughs> like, I'm not exhibiting things, like. I could just be garbage, but you're just like, what? It doesn't really matter. And yeah, I'm like, whatever, how does it? We just na- need the photos. Yeah, they're just, just the like, photos. it just it doesn't even matter if you're talented. It's just like who you know. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> I guess that's true. You don't know who I am, but you're like, well, you do this magazine, so maybe I'll ask you to do a stand up show. What? That's what I'm imagining. Like, people in the industry are like, this girl does comedy? Huh. I'll get her information. Find out where I can book her for a TV. (laughs) But I feel like that's how it works out here. It's so fucking weird. Sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, yeah, it's weird where you'll run into someone and they're like, Oh yes, they just asked me to be in a yeah. show, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's like it's a comedy show. It's all about doing stand up. Do you do that? No, <laughs> that's okay. It doesn't really matter. We'll edit it. You're gonna be star. This place is. I can't. I don't understand it, and I'm realizing I'm never going to understand it, and I should just stop trying to like and just do things. Like there's like I'm like fine. I'll just model. I guess I don't know. 
I'll just like do a show. Like I don't with shirtless Joe and guitar yeah, Jackson like, what the f- over here. Yeah, they had in my that was like the segment before me in my segment they had a guy just wearing a jacket with no shirt on underneath and like <laughs> Oh, also they were like so this is how I really knew I didn't fit in. They were like <laughs> They were like pretend like you're talking to one another but we ended up just talking and the guys were like talking let's talk about sports and i was like oh this is so funny <laughs> and they were just like oh and but then their like joke was that they don't like real sport they were like oh did you watch the backgammon game <laughs> we're so funny oh. oh did you watch the shuffleboard i was like no i live in a hole like <laughs> <laughs> and they're like what and i was like i live in a hole i look at my dirt walls <laughs> And they're like, what? And I was like, sometimes I see a little sliver of sky up at the top of my hole, but all I see is dirt and rocks. And they're like, what? And I'm just like, still like taking pictures. Sometimes I see, you're like, yeah, I was sometimes like, I see dirt and rocks. Yeah, I'm just like, it's really entertaining. I have the best TV and that's my imagination. I'm just like, authentically modeling. It was so stupid. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done, but... And, and those guys were like, what? And they were just like, you live in a hole? Like, so trying to model, like... Um... <laughs> it was so stupid. Baristas live in holes, too. <laughs> I'm impoverished. So fucking dumb. So stupid. This industry is fucked. It's so fucked up. So that's what I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's wild. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's the wild west right now. I fucking hate it. I hate it out here so much. Where are you originally from? I'm from here. <laughs> like, I hate my home. I do. That's why I left for so long. I'm from Pasadena, and I moved to Baltimore, and I was living there for seven years, Okay, which is a great place. What did you do out in Baltimore? Um, I went to school there, um, and then for I just stayed. For all of stayed. the seven years? No, no, for four years, and then I just stayed an extra three years. I thought I was going to just live there. Yeah. That was, like, my plan. Um, I did, like, because it's a great city for all kinds of arts, for every, like, performing art. And um, I studied American studies in school, but I also did, like, opera and jazz yeah. studies. Dope. And so... You an operatic voice? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, and just did those, like, in my free time. And then um, had a band. I just and I just studied opera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, super casual. So I but then I had, like, a band, and I um, was like, okay, I'm probably just going to do music, because there's a lot of really good music that comes out of Baltimore. Like, oh. Future Islands is a Baltimore band. Okay. Uh, this band, White Oak, um, Lower Dens. I've heard White Oak. I yeah. saw them play. Yeah. Uh, they played the Casbah, and I'm pretty yeah. sure... Yeah, were you at that show? Huh? Were you th- was it, like, earlier this year? No, no, no. Oh, this okay. Was, this is a few years ago now. Okay. But, um... <laughs> <coughs> Got something in there. No uh, worries. Um, Why Oak? Fuck, who did I see them open for? They might have opened for either Get Back Loretta. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were touring with... Um, and it was the Casbah. They were playing with... Uh, yeah, I saw them there. They are headlining. 
Um, I think they were with uh, Yolo Tango. They were like touring with them for a while, okay. a few years ago. Yeah, they're great. Who man, I can't remember. It, it, it was probably Get Back Loretta. It could have been Devochka, maybe. Okay. Open for, but I was just like, whoa. Who's this band? They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. Do they have two drummers? No, it's <laughs> one drummer, uh, one drummer who plays keyboard and drums, and then Jen, who plays guitar, but then um, there, two albums ago, she started playing exclusively bass, I think, so she yeah. played bass and, like, keyboard and stuff. It must be kind of a relief to be like, I'll just do one instrument now. Well, no, then she was playing, like, bass and guitar. And maybe a little bit of guitar and synth and keyboard. But separate songs, right? Not, not in, during the same Well, song. maybe the same... There's one song where she for sure plays, like, bass and keyboard and synth. I'm at trying the same to say time. that they're talented. Yeah, they're very, <laughs> they're very talented. And she also has, like, a solo project that she just is touring with now. They're very right, talented. Okay. Excuse me. Cool. I would love to open for a band. I would love to, too. I did it a few times in Baltimore. Yeah? Yeah. Tell it was... <laughs> what were the venues? Yeah, tell, um, tell all about those. There was... Um, are we recording or no? Yeah. Oh, we are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally thought we were just talking. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, um, yeah. <laughs> you got me. Um... <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, yeah, no, I've at the Crown in Baltimore. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. At the Crown, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, I like it to feel like a conversation. <laughs> you really got me. You didn't even tell me. Um, pomp and circumstance. That's so funny. Okay, well I'll relax. I guess. Like I'll try to be as relaxed as I was before. That's so funny. Um, I uh. The Crown. The Crown, yeah, is a venue that I would do a lot of shows at and actually host a lot of shows and hosted an open mic there that's still going called Club Out of Town. Dope. Um, which I'm going to try and get a showcase out here Club of Out that. of Town? Yeah, so that is, um, it's uh, something that, just realizing that there's like a deficiency in the scene, at least in Baltimore, but really everywhere, for people who um, are, like, female-identifying, queer-identifying, or non-binary identifying to go to an open mic and feel comfortable just, like, yeah. performing and trying yeah. it out. Um, because I know my first experience with an open mic was three hours of dudes talking about their dicks. And I got there <laughs> mad early. I got there at 7.45. Wait, so, like, really good jokes? <laughs> yeah, they were all really funny. <laughs> They were all killed. It was crazy how they all had the same perspective <laughs> on the same subject. Man, my dick is, like, so good that it's, like, great. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, some people don't feel comfortable doing that. I might want to try out uh, an open mic, but don't, you know, feel... Comfortable talking comfort about their dick. Yeah, they, or because maybe they don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they just don't want to talk about it. Um, and so we started the open mic... Uh, as like a safer space for those people, but also to perform in. So only those identifying people perform in, but anybody can come and see. So it's also just like a place to open up a conversation. If you have uh, questions as like a cis male yeah. um, about like why that's necessary or how people who are minorities in the scene feel, or maybe you want to even see talent that you will not be able to see anywhere else because people are not going to perform anywhere else because yeah. they don't 
feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, there's that, per- that's like, and to just be like normalization of, of all of it and just be like, there are people too. Like, yeah, let's just exactly. Listen to what they have to say. Exactly. And probably fucking funny. Exactly. And <laughs> it's also, I think we did an open mic, um, because a lot of people had been wanting to do stand up, but just didn't feel comfortable even trying or feeling safe trying. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, as in any scene, a true deficiency of those types of people on shows and in the scene. And, um, it's like, you know, always an issue with people who are booking shows like, well, find me a funny woman or find me like someone who's like gay and hilarious and like stuff like that. Um, and it's just like, well, they're out there. You're just like, you're not looking, you're not looking. And so, um, it's just like kind of your show, your show will be a great place too to like find those funny people yeah and so what we're gonna do now i was actually just talking to the person who's running the show now that i'm gone Mm -hmm. because i try to do it from across the country no i'm okay Okay. um i i (laughs) you're running it from across the country well i was trying to like the open mic and it was just (coughs) it was too much because i'm not there and there's like things that i can't like speak to but um we're for or against exactly (laughs) um but uh (laughs) I, so my friend Steph Joyle is running it, but we just talked last night about having an open mic at like five o'clock and then, um, a showcase right after. Yeah. Um, and so. What, like a two hour mic and then. Yeah. And then like a two hour showcase, five performers. So that way those people also get, um, time, actual time, people who are coming to the shows or people who haven't been able to try it. And then it's, it everybody can go and feel comfortable and see because open mic settings are completely different from performance settings. Like I've learned out here. Oh boy. And so, yeah, (laughs) it's just like trying to, um, did you cut your teeth in in Baltimore or here in Baltimore? Okay. I'm a Baltimore comedian. I consider myself a Baltimore comedian and I consider that my home, even though I'm from here. Yeah. Fuck. I fucking hate it here. I hate it here so much. I enjoy parts of it. And my boyfriend recently visited because he's from Westminster, Maryland, which uh, there's KKK there. Um, so he's that's where he's from. And so he's a comic also, and he's going to be moving out here. He visited, and um, he loves it. And so when he was out here... Loves Baltimore? No, he loved... Well, he loves he Baltimore, loves but he here. loves it here. Oh, okay, he just yeah. thought it was super cool. Can I steal that? Sorry. Yeah. Do you also, if you... Oh, Okay. <laughs> I just... <laughs> We're lighting up in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right on your microphone. Oh, that's good. Um, he. If my whole room could smell like weed at all times, I would love it. I'm probably just gonna start growing. That's really smart. But medical, you read all those. Uh, medical, I can. Yeah, and I read those all laws. the sixty four yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you just can't smoke your own supply two though. Weeks ago. <laughs> no, you can smoke your own supply, but you can't be a tester. Oh, yeah, you can't be a and tester. And then also, like, grow and stuff. No, but yeah, he came out here and he loved it. And it just... Because it's cool to see it through the eyes of somebody who's, like, not been here before. Yeah. And um, just sees, like, the cool parts and the opportunity. And so when he was here, I was like, yeah, I could like it here. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like, I could yeah, like I it. Could, but no, but I don't. No, but I think like if I wasn't by myself out here and I was with somebody, <coughs> it makes it easier. Yeah. Um, but easier like easier to deal, easier to the deal because this is stuff yeah, because like, oh, this fuck. is a very isolating place and a very lonely place, and it also sucks. So Did you move out here alone. 
I moved back alone, yeah. I mean, I live in my childhood home right now is where I'm living. And now when my boyfriend comes out and moves here in the new year, we're going to be living together. Okay. So right now I live in Pasadena in like my high school childhood room with my mom and her husband. Yeah. Um, Are you in your old room? Yeah. With no lock on the door. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's fine, actually. Like, my mom works a lot, and her husband works a lot, and I work a lot. Yeah, you're all Um, adults, but, I mean, the feeling of being in your old room, you're probably like, oh, the memories, like, all the time. I mean, it's not even so much the memories where it's just, like, I don't feel 100% comfortable because it's just, like, I'm trying to not create any issues for my mom. You know, for it's her living situation, it's her house, and so, um, I'm okay. Um... Just a little bit for me. Um, so I'm just trying to make her happy. Um, but if I were living like I wanted to live, I wouldn't be doing, like, dishes all the time. <laughs> like, I would do dishes once a day. I wouldn't do it, like, five times a day. <laughs> she just, like, last night she came into my room five times looking for a pair of her shorts that were not in my room. And I kept telling her. And then she was like, you need to clean out your closet. And then she would close the door and she's like, I know my shorts are in here. And then she closed the And I was just like, lady. It was like midnight. <laughs> and they weren't in there. And then today on the phone, because she like went to Las Vegas for the weekend. So I didn't make my bed. Yeah, I have to make my bed every morning. Um, her husband and... <laughs> That's so funny. Her husband and um, his daughter and her went to a reunion, family reunion in Las Vegas. I can't go to it because I have work tomorrow. But um, yeah, I called her just to be like, hey, safe travels. Because when she said goodbye, I was asleep. And um, she was just like, yeah, also, will you put my, like, running shorts in the wash? Because I saw them in your closet. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I will. It's just, like, a lot of that where I'm just, like, if I'm going to do that, I want it to be me. Like, I want it to be me to my boyfriend. (laughs) There's going to be somebody be, like, yeah, it's just, like, let's do laundry now. Let's wash dishes together. So it's just, like, it's tough. But it's not bad. She's make. I don't have to pay for rent or groceries. She makes, you know, she... She's not awful. She's a good person. She's a good mom. Yeah. So it's just like little mom things. Yeah. But that's just because I've been living. Every mom has those mom things. Exactly. And I've been very independent. I moved across the country. I'm very independent. <laughs> Jesus. But I have. I've been like alone for the past seven years building up a home and a, you know. Lifestyle. And just lifestyle. a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also opposite to Los Angeles too, I feel. So it's like weird. It's weird coming back here trying to talk to people, and I'm like, I don't feel like I can have an authentic conversation with most people. <laughs> it's just, like, weird. I don't know. Because everyone like, ends up talking about industry, or, like... Yeah, everybody talks about industry. Yeah. I like just talking about nerdy stuff sometimes, or I like riffing, yeah. and people will not jump onto that, and I'll just be like... Yeah, like I said, like, oh, I'm, like, in a hole, and they're just, like, anyways. Or I was like, yeah, slavery, nobody talks about slavery here. And the makeup artist was just like, um, should I call the police? And I was like, that's actually the last thing you should do if you've been paying attention to the world. I'm a black woman. Should I call the police? <laughs> He's like, uh, should we be worried? I'm like, no. I'm trying to be funny, but, like, maybe, you know what it is? I'm not funny. That's what I'm realizing out here. 
That's what it really is. I'm being no. confronted with the fact that I'm not talented. You're very funny. These people don't fucking get it. It's weird. It's a, everybody who's an actor out here sucks. Mm. No, just <laughs> it's just, I'm just, that's not nice. <laughs> but like, it just sucks. Like, I don't know. Uh, I spent so much of my childhood because I'm from here, like being on and being like performing and it's exhausting. And like going to fucking Baltimore, which is dirty and gross as fuck. And everybody's like, I'm just literally in myself and we're all mentally unhealthy and we're going to talk about it. And really awful things happen in the world and we're going to talk about it and I'm unhappy and I'm going to talk about it. Or, um, I you know, ate a bunch of pizza and it's not a weird thing. And out here I'm like, yeah, fucking I'm miserable. I had an awful day. You know, I was crying all day because I'm like mentally unwell. And they're just like, you should do some yoga. <laughs> or they're, just like, <laughs> they're just like, um, go to the beach and stop whining about it. I'm like, dude, no, I'm trying to. And they're just like, ha or they'll just be like, ha yeah, anyways, my friend's over there, and they actually have a pilot, so I'm gonna talk to them, it's like all that, ha anyways, I have a billion followers on Twitter, so I've never heard of you. They're like all polite enough to just be like, you might be famous one day, so I'll be like, I put in my time, I put in my five, I acknowledge you, and then now I'm gonna go. Because I've got the script with me right now, and you can't do anything with it, so I'm going to give it to somebody who actually has. That's what I feel like in every fucking conversation. Like, I'm wasting everybody's time. People are like, wait, am I making money while I'm talking to you? No. No. Goodbye. But I might, so... Remember, I was nice to you. (laughs) I wasn't an asshole. I was cool. <laughs> I looked around to look for somebody else to talk to the whole time, but I did talk to you. It sucks. It sucks. What kind of nerdy shit do you love talking about? Um, I love talking nerdy shit. Well, I like talking about reality television. So oh. it's like nerdy shit that I think that, that you nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. That nobody else <laughs> I like talking about reality TV. I like talking about... Um, I talk about my poop, not like actually describing it, but I talk about like bodily functions a lot, which yeah. make people really uncomfortable. It's a normal thing. Like I'm on my period right now. That's not a big deal. I'm exhausted. I'm just be like, I'm exhausted. There's blood coming out of my vagina. People are like, <laughs> and just like, uh, come on. It's like, not a big... Oh, you mean this thing that's been happening throughout all history and makes you uncomfortable? That if you're a woman, you're, you, it come, happens to you. They're like, yeah, but it's not. That's yeah, another. Yeah, but I don't... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it. I don't but want I can't it. make a TV show. <laughs> no, it's just like every time I, somebody gets like grossed out about it, I think of my friend Sarah, uh, who she's in a band called Wing Down, which also they're touring right now and they're really funny. Uh, well, wing, she's really wing funny. Down? Wing Dam? Wing Dam? Like D A M, two okay. separate words. And they're really super talented. Um, and she's like a guitarist vocalist for that. Yeah. Um, and her boyfriend, Austin, also plays. No, Sarah plays bass? I can't remember. Don't tell anybody. But, and then the guy named Ape plays drums. They're all just talented. But I remember one time on Instagram, she put a picture of, like, a blood clot that she had. Because when women get their periods, you get... Chunks. Chunks. Because it's your uterine lining, and they're huge, and it looks like a slud. And she literally just had a picture on Instagram of it on the palm of her hand, and everyone was like, that's awesome! (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, you go, girl! And shit, it's fucking... 
that's what I miss. <laughs> so I come from like that and then people just like, you know, talking, actually talking about politics. I like talking about that. I like talking about some nerd stuff to an extent. Like I play Pathfinder. Oh, um, I've never played Pathfinder only D and D. It's the but same it's, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's fun, but I, I like it and I enjoy it, but I, so I will talk a little bit about it, but I'll mention it. Like <laughs> I mention it to my boyfriend. He'll be like, cool. Let's talk about owl bears for 20 minutes. I'm like, I really do not want to do that. <laughs> I literally just want to say, I like Pathfinder. It's fun. Do you have, do you have a character or a couple characters that you've played? Um, I've played only have played half elves. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> um, and they're usually like, this is so. But at least fun. you weren't like just a boring human. Every time someone's like just a human. Yeah. I'm why? Like, why? Why would you? There's so many choices. But like always, I make it that this is so gross. Uh, I don't even want to say this. I always make it so that they are like uh, destined. Is like half elf like destined? Yeah. <laughs> like star child or something. It's like their destiny is written in the stars yeah. <laughs> or like something where they like they have a greater purpose. <laughs> so gross. What pushes you through the story? Yeah, this but also it's just like... This is, this is role playing. Yeah, like if it wasn't a version of myself, like how I see myself, <laughs> it's so clearly if I'm playing the same thing, it's like, so you feel like you're destined for something and you feel like you're special, like half, like, like half elf, I feel it's like you're not full elf, like you don't think you're that unique, but you, you think you're like a little different. So gross. And some half elves are just... Humans with pointy ears. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm a half elf. Look, I'm so agile. I'm I can see. I can see at night. <laughs> like ten feet ahead of me. You can't do that. You can't. You but you. But around. it's ten feet. It's only ten feet. Yeah, oh, but really? it's yeah. It's like not more than ten. And an elf can be like, yeah, I can see like fifty feet ahead yeah. of me. And you're just like, well, I can see ten. <laughs> I'm a little quirky and different. It's cool. Disgusting. This is clearly how I still see myself. (laughs) I'm like a quirky, like... What were some of the names of the half-elves? I had two. One was Terp and the other one was Pert. (laughs) Because I'm fucking dumb. (laughs) Terp and Pert? Yeah. It's like, I'll just change the name. I'm I'm so clever and funny. I'll just turn it around. Who was your favorite between Pert and Terp? Um... Terp, I felt like, was a lot more like me. Like, I started playing that one right after a really bad breakup, and I was like, I need something. <laughs> like, literally, I think two days later, I saw my friend, and I was like, you guys are still playing um, Pathfinder? Can I play? I really need something to get my mind off this breakup. And so it was just, like, this very, like, broken person who, like, they was, like, trying to find themselves. <laughs> And what everything meant, and that then like through friendship, really it out. was it actually like mm. helped a lot. Very therapeutic. It yeah. was very therapeutic, and we did it once a week, and it was just it was perfect, and it was. Um, You're like time for therapy time. Yeah, and it was just like fantasy role playing. <laughs> um, so I think like she was, um, she was just like definitely where I was, but Pert was cool because I was a. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't at all like me. She was like very sexually aggressive. <laughs> And also very confident in herself. And I think that was something that I just, like, needed when I was playing that campaign. Just so stupid. Um, I was also playing... That was a campaign I brought my boyfriend into. We weren't dating yet. We were still just best friends. Was was, it, like, a litmus test? Like, if you're cool here... No, I already thought he was really great. (laughs) But I, like, knew he would like it. Now, 
he had never played Pathfinder before, and I was like, you should play it, you're really gonna like it, because you're, like, a big dork. And he was like, yeah, I've always wanted to play it. And now he has a fucking podcast. <laughs> that they play Pathfinder. <laughs> Is it called Podfinder? It's called Laugh Finder. It's all comedians. Laugh Finder. Awesome. It's really entertaining. It's super good, but it's just like, yeah, he went from, like, not really ever playing to now he has, like... They play for the podcast? They it's play like, it, yeah. It's like nerd poker, but... Yeah, so yeah. they have, like, five... I want to say five players that are continually playing, and then they have a guest, each one that takes Ooh. over this um, one NPC? role. I think it's the cleric, um, okay. and their name is Ren, Ren Tallshoe, and it's like rental shoe. <laughs> and then make that joke every time. With the new, they're like, do you get it? It's rental shoe, do you get it? Get it? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I listen to the podcast, I get it. I also got it when you said it. There's... It's very good. They're having a live show um, coming tonight. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. So, I think that was part of me being, like, very sexually aggressive and confident because <laughs> I didn't feel that way around him. Um, I felt sexually tension aggressive, but I didn't yeah. feel, like, confident about it at all. So, I think that's why. So you're like, my character will, and yeah. he'll, pick, he'll pick it up. Yeah. No, my character was full on just like, yeah. Like, I'm better than you, and also, like, you want to fuck me. And his character, like, the way that our DM had it, like, he did want to fuck me. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Did you roll for it? Did you roll a d20? Um, roll charisma. Yeah, my charisma, I already, I just made sure that I had, like, high charisma. Like, anytime I could, like, add into, it was, like, uh, charisma, and also in, uh, what's it fucking, in, uh... Dexterity? Intelligence? No, no, in, uh, fucking, no, in, like, looking, what is that called? Oh, perception? In perception. (laughs) Because perception, so then I would get, like, 20, like, I think I had, like, an 8 bonus or a 9 bonus in perception. Oh, Oh, no, 11, that's what it was. Because, like, perception's important. Yeah, especially for when you're gonna go into a fight. Exactly. Listen, I know what's going on. Exactly. I'll be first. Also, like... It means you have the most power <laughs> in the game because you're just like everyone's like, oh, I can't really see anything, yeah, and I'm like, like, yeah, oh, I, I see, see everything, it. and it's like not really a big deal, but like I see that there's like a little twinkle in his eye from fifty feet away because I rolled a twenty-eight, so it's really not even that big of a deal. You have weak eyes, you're weak-minded, and you just follow your brute strength, and I actually get to see things and think about them, so. So stupid. <laughs> so just classic Virgo over oh, here. I love, oh, I love playing games. <laughs> yeah, so no, much. they're the best. They're the best. So I like talking about that stuff, and then I just like talking about television and movies and stuff like that, but not from a place like, yeah, did you see that TV thing? I can be in it. <laughs> it's more just like it's really good storytelling. I like that angle and that scene because I think it showed this. Did we talk about Luke Cage already? No, no, I haven't watched it because all my friends are like, it's really good and then it gets really bad and I just don't want to be disappointed again. I'm like, <laughs> a TV I'm all show. in. It's yeah. like so, it's like fucking sexy. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's high stakes. Yeah. And just, there's a lot, there's a lot that happens. I, I don't want to give away anything, mm-hmm. but... Oh, man. It's well, really the thing cool. is, I'm not a big superhero person at all. Okay. At all. Yeah. So that's why I also have been well, hesitant. He's, le- he's less of a superhero. He's just a man. He's like a fucking dude. Okay. Who's got... Okay. And his his 
his skin is um, Black. steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and steel strong. Steel strong and also... Just um, like all black people. <laughs> our skin is our strength. Okay, I'll watch it. I like this already. It's steel strong. And, oh yeah, so one thing I, I, I had an issue with, because I saw the preview and someone like punched his face and his face didn't even move. And I was like, wait, is his skin just impenetrable or mm-hmm. is it steel strong? Oh, okay, it's, it's hard as steel. Yeah. So anytime someone punches him, he's just like, this again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll just sit on you. That's right. It's hard as steel, so you could just like suffocate them by sitting on them once. He could. He probably. Could. I don't know. That's always where my mind goes. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna hurt you. I'll sit on you. Because <laughs> what a struggle under there. Well, yeah. What a humiliating way to get hurt, and also like no effort for me. I just sit down. I like doing that. <laughs> And, and if he ever went to jail for that, then he's, they're like, what are you in for? And he's like, I sat on someone. Like, <laughs> just, okay, I'm not going to fuck with you. Or else oh. I'm just like, nothing. I was just sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on my feet all day. needed to rest. <laughs> I didn't know he was there. But because he's black, he would still go to jail. He'd be murdered on sight. But yeah. then if a gun hits him, what happens? Oh, I already, I'm getting, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never asked that question. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, um, it's a fun show. Okay, cool. Yeah. I also Westworld. I want to watch that, but I have you seen it at all? No, because oh, who do you hate? No, I don't hate anybody. <laughs> I hate, hate. Okay, I'm not saying that I hate it because they're always listening. But also, maybe I just don't feel that way. But you know. Artificial intelligence, scary. Maybe. Maybe it's not scary. Oh, yeah, it's scary. It can be scary. Uh, I'm so nervous about oh, saying you, anything bad feel about like it. There's artificial intelligence listening to this right now. They could be, or they will in the future. So that's why I. And I'm... they'll learn from this conversation, lilts in speech and speech patterns, and, um, you so... know, how to act like a normal human instead of being like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> I... Did you say. <laughs> Like next time I talk to Siri, she'll be like, Cameron, um, I don't know where that is. That's how I talk. I'm so freaking... Um, if, 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 oh, if AI started saying like, um, and, uh, and well. Well, I mean. Because it would give the, it would give the illusion that the art, the AI is thinking because all it is See, that's why all it is when it's thinking is it's just finding data on the internet. That's all it is. Which and is then, like. That's how I... That's how we do. Yeah. yeah. That's how we live. Wait, that's... are we artificial intelligence? Probably. I mean... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Elon Musk was right. <laughs> We're in a simulation for sure. That's... But that's, like, why it's so... It's just, like, it's entirely possible and plausible and most likely going to happen that artificial intelligence are going to be legitimate things in our society. Yeah. And, like, no matter what laws or whatever we put on it as... um more culturally aware as, that we're becoming a society, which I think is an amazing thing and a fantastic thing, yeah. we are going to be more lenient to artificial intelligence being seen as citizens or whatever. Um, which, uh, the only reason it makes me uncomfortable because I think it solidifies the fact that, or maybe the idea that women, women, whoa, that humans, um, <laughs> I'm so used to fighting for women's rights. 
that humans <laughs> and Just like humanity sometimes. yeah <laughs> it's always on the forefront of my mind um is obsolete and it's a thing that isn't sustainable or even entirely Desirable. necessary There's and it makes people... me uncomfortable because i think that there are good things about being humanity, humanity yeah. and like the fact that we get to live a life and i'm also am a spiritual person and so like um and i wouldn't say religious because i don't see religion as like religion is uh yeah. but like i'm relationship i have a relationship with god yeah and um like soul and stuff exactly like, and so and i very if much there's an ai what is their soul is it the internet like, and that's the what? thing is like maybe their soul is a, an amalgamation of all of our souls you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. our love being poured into this sort of um creation creation and the love being the fact that we want exactly so it's just it becomes too meta for me and it makes me too aware of the fact that like i'm gonna stop existing which i i understand that but then have i feel like having artificial intelligence be at the forefront of a conversation it's like i don't want to think about that i don't want to think about the fact what's the why would i want to do that (laughs) Why would I want to live every day? Why would anybody want to live every day like, man, I'm going to die. I'm definitely going to die. Even if it's a positive thing. Even if it's like, well, I'm going to die. And so, like, let me do as much as I could do. You still don't want to be like, well, I'm going to die. Like, who wants to think about that? Who wants to? Well, maybe it's just me. I'm already so anxious. I don't need to also think about the fact that, like, death. (laughs) I'm anxious about the fact that, like, oh, my fingernails aren't painted. I don't want to think about, like... (laughs) And people are going to judge me. I don't want to think about fucking, like, also your life is going to end. What's that going to be like? Yeah. I think a cool... Nothing. <laughs> I think a cool moment in artificial intelligence will be when we can um, have a conversation with whatever app is helping us mm-hmm. find technology or find whatever the fuck on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, anytime I'm like, okay, Google. Oh, no! <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. And so... Anytime, oh my God. anytime I do that, I'm like going to search for something or going to ask my phone to do something. And the way, the way it does it, oh my God. did that scare you a little it bit? It scared me because also <laughs> when I was talking, I was like, wow, I've never like, I've been so afraid of artificial intelligence. I never given myself the time to actually articulate why it upsets me. And I was like, maybe I'm not really that upset about it. Maybe I just needed the time to like talk about it and I was like I feel a lot more calm and then that happened and I was like no (laughs) it's jarring sometimes it'll be a music lyric like just coming out of the coming out of wherever and it Mm. hears it wrong and it's like like, that wasn't me saying the thing that I say to make you and then uh, I'll say uh, find me I really want to be able to say um Find me directions home on the clearest path mm-hmm. with only protected left turns. Well, how amazing would that be? That would be incredible. Yeah, and then, but it, but it can't. It can't even do something yeah. as simple as that. Well, it'll figure it out. The more that we are like, we want that, then they'll be like, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll do it. I bet you no one's done the research. I bet you like, people are doing the research. Of which lights are left protected? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's written down somewhere. I just love and somebody's already probably making so an much. app about it. 
No, I just they're love ba- left turns. That's so because much. we live in Los Angeles and people here are crazy. Dude, when <clears throat> We're Nick and I, well, it, when Nick and I left the show two weeks ago, and I was driving, and also I was on the phone with my boyfriend, and we were all talking, and then he heard us just being like, "No, ah," because, and he's like, "Is everything okay?" Because I was making it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. This car, it's fucking brights on. I was making a left turn. And I was in the street, like, edge into the street, which is legal and yeah. also okay. Yeah. Because I'm a very safe driver, overly safe for where I live, which is Los Angeles is the worst place. Um, again. Um, and this car started slowing down. It was coming towards me. It was, a yellow was coming. And it was, like, had been yellow for a bit. Yeah. So I was, like, and then. They should have And then down turned the red. And yeah. I was, like, well, I ha- I'm in the middle of the road. I have to. Yeah. And I was already turning. And the car runs the red light. Oh, fuck. And Nick is like, Cammy, Cammy. And I, like, turn. He's like, Cameron. And I turn, and there's just, like, headlights. And so, like, my initial reaction was, you know, I just, like, pumped on the Gas? accelerator. And then the car, like, swerved around me and, like, like didn't Barely hit. missed. Barely. Like, scratched uh. a little bit. And then I was, like, I pulled over. <sighs> was about to get out of the car, but I was like, fuck. And then the car drove away because it ran a red light. Wow. What a fuck. And it's just like, yeah, left protected lanes are necessary here. Yeah. Because people still aren't going to follow the rules, but at least they're a little bit more safe. Yeah. There's, there's been this thing that I've seen in a couple cities, not here, but I saw it and I was in uh, Fullerton yesterday <coughs> for a gig. Mm-hmm. I worked. <laughs> I worked, everybody. How great is that? Um. And they had the flashing yellow left light. Have you ever seen that? Yes. It's like, yeah. It's like, listen, we're all fucking adults here and we can yeah. see if there's a car coming from like a fucking mile away. Yeah. Go ahead and turn left if you don't see anyone. Yeah. Even if the straight light is, is red. red. Yeah. Know? That's smart. And then it's always blinking yellow. I'm like, fuck, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's such that's a, so smart. It's such a small advancement in traffic technology. Yeah. Which we seem to be antiquated. Because we've had the same shit for so long. For so long. It's like, yeah, red, yellow, green. That's how the world works. I was watching... I feel so gross how much I'm mentioning my boyfriend, but I just really miss him right now. And he was supposed to move here at the end of November, and we changed it around. But um, we were watching a documentary. It's gross. It's fucking disgusting. (laughs) I am a a singular person. I can do things on my own. Yeah. It's just he's my... We were best friends, and I... Oh, this is fucking gr- there's no we're best friends and then we started there's no excuse for how much I'm talking about him it's the person it's I talk to every day excuse. yeah I talk yeah. to him every day so I d- experience a lot of things with yeah. him so um, but like he's also very good about not mentioning me on podcasts but anyways um, <laughs> not that I keep track um, <laughs> he's just like better about being like a he's a white man that's what it is I think he's like used to just being like I have power I don't need anybody <laughs> And me, I'm like, I've got this white guy's got my back. Yo, what up, world? This white dude's got my back. And he loves me. Do you hate it? I know you do. Fuck you, fuck you. So really, that's what it is. It is power, because I'm just like, guess who's got my back? A white dude. Fuck you. I love black people. I love being black. Slavery happens. Women are important. And guess who has my back? White male. So that's why I mentioned him so much. Uh, but we were watching. 
we were watching a documentary because um, that's we like FaceTime each other and watch documentaries. <laughs> we we sync them up at the same time. It's so gross. Oh, um, that's like skyping a movie. I've, I've done that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, but uh, it's like, listen, we can't be in the same room. Yeah, but we can watch and experience the same movie together. at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. it's why yeah. not. Um, it also helps me actually watch things because I'll get distracted and shit if I'm like by myself. I tried to watch. That's where you're accountable. Yeah, I tried to watch a movie attention. last night and I was like, I'll just watch 101 Dalmatians. And then I watched like 10 minutes. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I just went on my phone for an hour and a half. The live action and the cartoon. The live action. Yeah. And it's good. Glenn Close is amazing in it, but I was like, but Jeff Daniels is a leading man, so I'm just like, this is not believable. And I'm like. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber is gonna be yeah, like a the shot- main protagonist <laughs> of 101 Dalmatians. Is a serious movie? Well, no, I was just like, this is. Wait, did the dogs talk? I can't remember. No, they don't talk. Yeah. So it's also just like, <laughs> and like a lot of barking. <laughs> so it's like, this is like... <laughs> it was stupid. They're like, dogs make that noise. Let's make, make it all the time. <laughs> As if they're responding to the human situation. <laughs> but then also there'd be times where they weren't making any no- noise and it's like, come on, Pongo. And then the dog would just be like sitting there. And I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> How did you get... Before. I remember watching it as a kid. How did you get kids to watch this silent, half silent film? <laughs> It's because it was associated with the animated one. That's yeah, the only way. Yeah, that's the only reason. If it was a separate movie and it was called Lots and Lots of Dogs. Yeah, like Hotel for Wait, Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Where they talk. <laughs> you mean Cats versus Dogs? It's you mean like 20 different films that do that? You mean Airbud? Airbud. Who doesn't talk, but. Oh, the boy, the young boy from Airbud is a grown man now and he comes into my coffee shop all the time. <sighs> and I'm just like. What's up, Airbud? But I don't say that. I'm just because I can tell he thinks very highly of himself, so I don't. And I feel comfortable saying this because he's never gonna listen to this because he doesn't even know he exists except for he's like, like I just want to be like, yo, Airbud, humble yourself, <laughs> relax on that almond latte, dude. Um, but, <laughs> yo, Airbud, go fuck yourself for just a minute. But we were watching a documentary. It's called Bikes Versus Cars. And it was just saying how, like, essentially cars are not necessary at all. And they've only become necessary because that um, the car industry is so involved became, in politics. People became super lazy, too. Well, yeah. And it's just it was just saying, like, how, like, the highway, the two, the 110. Yeah, the 110 used to be, which is the oldest freeway. Excuse me. It used to before it was became a freeway. Older used... than Route sixty six. Yeah. <laughs> Older than the fucking twenty five. <laughs> the twenty five that goes all the way from Georgia all the way up to fucking uh, Kentucky, Ohio. Maybe? I don't know, but it is the oldest freeway. I know the that. <laughs> but it used to be like a bike super highway super passway and it was just like bikes because that's how people got around on bicycles and um but just saying how like 
people will just sit in traffic and it's slower and all this stuff. And it's just, we become so dependent on it and people are less localized and like the whole yeah. thing with like white flight and suburbia. And that's why people need cars to get into the city because they didn't want to live in the city because they didn't want to be around like yeah. minorities mm-hmm. and like how it's just this completely really unnecessary thing, but we come so dependent and then cars also people who drive cars are on the, and I'm guilty of this believe that they have the right of the street and that they're in control of the street when it's, it's but then everyone's the, but street. also then the streets are created and city planning happens around cars. Like if it's convenient yeah. for a car, not convenient for a bike, but convenient for a car, a car is going to win. But yeah. it's also what it is, is that car, the car industry, people who own like oh, Ford and po- stuff like that are like got their fingers all up in oh, politics, man, and that's what you think about. And you think about like stuff in their pockets full. Yeah, but hey, if, even if you think about hey. like you know presidential nominees and like the people who are giving them money, gas company, that's oil companies, Hillary, right? Well, you know everybody except for Bernie, but like, um, <laughs> but like the oil companies, the him. car companies. <laughs> I was, you know, like. <laughs> I appreciated him. Mm-hmm. I thought he had some fit. You know, he's for the great, the greater good. Um, it just honestly wasn't realistic for where we are as a country right now. But it was crazy how close he got. It was. It was amazing. <laughs> it made me really happy. I voted for him in the primaries. I was. I am with her. I've been with her the whole time. But like, you know, that would be amazing if it could happen. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just like free school, completely free healthcare. <laughs> it's like yes, it let's would be great. Do all that. But the thing is, like. The last time that happened, where it was just like, I'm going to run on hope, you know, (laughs) everybody was like, also, fuck you. After you got elected, they're like, you didn't do anything you're going to say you're going to do. It's like, yeah, because in the political climate that we've got, yeah, that's not how things work. Exactly. And And like, I think it was good that he was a nominee to be like, hey, it doesn't have to work this way, but it currently still is. And I, that's why I appreciate Hillary because at the end of the day, she wants to be liked yeah. And she wants and to she wants to do the job. Really she wants well. to do the job well. And really she knows well. the only way to do the job well is if people like her and most importantly youths like her. So if youths want things done and I feel like the youths really got a pulse on like where we should be going yeah. because they're that's how it should be in society. Yeah. Like the future. Children literally Exactly. Are they're the building future. up their own they, future. Yeah. yeah. And they do it for we do it for each other, you know. Yeah. I did for whatever before I turned twenty five when I was eighteen, you know. <laughs> It's like we build, you see the progression in society and it's all done by the youths. If they want something, Hillary's going to fucking do it. And she has the means to do it. She still knows how to play the game that's currently happening. But for things that are going to help us, like the people who are like trying to make this a woke country. You know what I mean? So that's, I think she's great. She's problematic. Who is, she's a fucking human being. She's trying to do the hardest job on the planet, yeah. on this planet. It's yeah. the toughest job yeah. because people, because we have to uphold that we're a superpower. <laughs> whatever oh, that the is. World. Yeah, like whatever. Oh, flags what of the, countries. Yeah, it's like, it's so oh, dumb. borders, like fucking. It's also uh, just like the way that we are patriotic is so fucking insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, it's the last time, like, when people are patriotic the way that we're patriotic, their societies fell. And then they had to readjust. 
because it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, you're like who who are you who are you proving ourselves to? Yeah, like, it's like we're teens we're, compared to this world. We're teenagers, yeah. and we're just like we're the best. We're we, so cool. We got the all the money. Power. Yeah, we just hit puberty, and it's just like okay, <laughs> all right, all right, settle down. It's like okay. Sure, treat your citizens however you want to be treated. Guess what? They're gonna uproar because that's what happens <laughs> when you're when you're just like fuck you, citizen. I'm gonna murder you just because I don't like the way you look. Yeah. Hey, like, woman, you got a pussy. I don't give a fuck. You don't get any contraception. And then the citizens are like, oh, guess what? There are more of me. Fuck you. <laughs> revolt yeah and it's not that i don't hey i love america i think it's a great country i think we have a lot of opportunities that other countries don't have i think it's a very rich um his like rich history in a short amount of time i think it's incredible how much of a cultural impact good and bad but incredible in terms of like large um largely insane (laughs) the impact, the cultural impact that we have on the entire world. I think that's something not to sneeze at, but at the same time, not to sneeze at, at the same time, (laughs) we can't get too big for our britches. We're kids, you know? Yeah. We don't know everything. We are new to this world relations situation. Yeah. And also when we enter into other countries who have their own richer, longer history, we can't just be like, well, we think we're better, so we're gonna... We're gonna come anyway. We're gonna come anyway. <laughs> There's a whole... Co- there are countries that are fucked because we were like, we're gonna step in at times and we didn't need to do that yeah. or we shouldn't have done that. So, um, I don't know. All it's those, an interesting country. All the, all the wars and I have started. Yeah. And, like, we jumped into... All the and unrest like, and, like, so much of the unrest in the Middle East... Our fault. Yeah. Our fault from the get-go, from the yeah. fucking... WMDs? They, like, there was Ugh. already some trouble, but it's like, yeah, but you know what doesn't help America? When you're like, well, we'll just choose your new leader. That doesn't help! That doesn't help anybody! What? How does that help? <laughs> I know that you guys can't figure out your own leader, but we'll just, like, put we'll one that we think is you. good. And also, he'll give us a lot of oil. That's we're better. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not good, but, you know, I think, like... I don't know. I've, I think that we are a country that was built on the idea of what is freedom and how can we be um, free but united. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. There's been a lot of trouble getting to that point and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discrepancies in getting to that point. But I don't think that that intention is all, all right bad. Yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, people have different agendas and different... Um, points of views and some might think that religion is the more important thing some might think that law is the more important thing way to achieve these things it's all people who are trying to achieve something good from opposing points of views um we're all just people and we're yeah we're just all trying to figure it out and i think that our intention is good and that's why we've been so successful as a country because we have a good intention and we're trying to fairly get leaders in here who are going to do the best for the greater good but it's you know yeah and if it takes four years to pass one bill that's really important yeah then it fucking happened yeah and also obamacare took a long time to pass it did take a while and because there was so much opposition because also here's the thing about like these generations that are 
post baby boomers and maybe it's a couple of them like maybe generation x and y i think they're just like maybe a little bit confused but it's because <laughs> not in a bad way technology has changed so drastically dr- so drastically in the last 10 years yeah. like, in the last 12 13 years 2006 my cell phone was just a cell phone i don't i didn't have gps yeah no it was a slider. T9, baby. It was a, it was a slider phone. I have them yeah, right do you here. still have it? Yeah, I have them. I have both of these. Oh right my here. gosh! This was, a, this was a replacement for this one because this one stopped working. And I was like, well, fucking, I yeah. want the same phone again. Yeah. Because the the music on this thing blasts out of this tiny ass speaker. Yeah. It's oh, it's really Nokia. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a a dedicated camera button like. A lot of phones don't have that now. Well, even phones that didn't have cameras, like they're... Yeah. yeah I remember having just like a block Nokia yeah. that had Caterpillar on it, and I used T9 to type to people. Snake. That, but that's crazy that like, mm. well, I was 12 when I had that phone, mm. that that was 13 years ago. Yeah. In 13 years, now there's a phone that can be underwater. It's made out of electronics. It can be <laughs> underwater. <laughs> It's, it's got out of electricity. <laughs> it can be, it can be underwater. underwater. What's it's got a fuck? camera that that is like a professional grade camera on your phone. I can fucking look at somebody's face while I talk to them like in the past 10 years. But that also isn't that wild to me because since I was born, technology has just been gr- like I had a fucking tapes that I would record and that's like, yeah, the natural... Pr- the natural progression, yeah, is now that I have a phone that I can record on. I don't have to, like, spin the tape when it gets yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my phone's acting weird, I'll update it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. because you grow up knowing that change is inev- inevitable yeah. and change has to happen for things to get better. And, and old things have charm to them, yeah, but also, like, they're improving. And I feel like record players <laughs> were what baby boomers had, and it's what has they had when music started they, they were yeah. like we'll just put it on this needle and then we'll just have a big yeah. horn yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how we'll listen to music and that is they're like yeah and that's how i listen to music and it's like yeah but now i listen to music on my phone <laughs> Elect- uh, like oh with, i do everything on, on the phone. internet and everything they're just like on my phone. but wait that doesn't make any right. sense. I'm like, also, vaginas are just as important as penises. And they're like, whoa, 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 what? Also, like, people <laughs> with different, darker skins, like, shades of skin deserve human rights. And they're like, yeah, but, like, 50 years ago, you had to drink in a different water fountain. And I liked that because I didn't have to touch your dirty mouth. And it's like, yeah, that was wrong. That was, that was wrong. wrong. You were wrong then and you're wrong now. Yeah, and I think it's hard for people who haven't been told their whole lives, like, things are going to change. Things are going to progress. Where they've been told, this is how things have been. This is the way that they are. Change. And the things that changed were so intense. Like, civil rights was a big, big thing. It wasn't like, oh, all my phone updates, you know? It wasn't like (laughs) little changes to get used to those big changes. It was like, well, now all of a sudden, black people who we owned before want to sit next to me on the bus? (laughs) No! No Like, it was just like, because it warps your whole fucking mind where you're just like... Think we're not different. equal and it's like yeah but we are and yeah. i feel like that's why yeah i don't know why there has been such a struggle i try not to be mad at those people because it's just like that's what you've known and that's what you've been told is correct and that's what you believe is correct and changing yourself 
people get so defensive when they're asked to change. I get defensive when I'm asked to change and I think I'm a very good person. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, people don't like it because you're living your best change self. Change is hard. No one loves change. change. No, and everybody who's doing something their intentions are what they believe is good. Nobody's going to do... Th- well, I'm not going to say nobody, but for the most part, people aren't doing things just because they're like, well, that's a bad thing, unless they're a sociopath, which those exist, and they don't give a shit, and they're just like... <laughs> they still don't think it's just fine. Like, sociopaths are like, well, I'm just going to do this thing because I want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It don't all comes from... Don't care how it affects anyone, yeah. or positively. It's just like, it's good for me, so it's good. It's like you're still all coming from a point of view where, like, well, this is good for me. And so when you're told that thing that is good for you actually isn't good for a majority of people and you need to stop it. They're just like, but it's good for me. (laughs) And if I have to stop, it's going to feel weird and I won't like it. And it's just like, okay, yeah, but stop. And it's, I, that's why I don't know. I also try to be like easy on cis men or not easy on them, but like not, I'm aggressive when it comes to my comedy. I'm like, yo, fuck Fuck you, white people. But also at the same time, but also did you know I was stupid? Like, it's just like, because we're all figuring it out. And being too hard, like, just being like, hey, white man, you're wrong for believing that. I'm like, okay, well, I believe it. It's just like, well, fuck you. You don't have a say. You got to listen now, bitch. And it's just like, well, I'm behind. Hey, if somebody's telling a white man, listen now, bitch, that makes me happy. I'm for that, but and I understand why that's happening, but at the same time, I know that just saying, well, you have to listen now, bitch, you can't talk, you have no say, isn't helpful either, because then it's the thing where it's just like, you do need to listen, you do need to hear a point of view that you've never heard, but if you can't ask questions, if we can't have a conversation about it, how are you even, how is that person even learning how has that helped us? Yeah. It's take, yeah, we've had to listen so much. And, um, and by us, I'm saying like minorities and he's, I'm mm-hmm. equating myself with out of towners, like minorities <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, we've had to adapt our entire existence to just being like, okay, you don't really have a say, but you have to find out how this person feels and then find a way to speak in your own truth in a way that's their language. But you've had your whole life. This whole society has been built that way. Their society has been, I talk, I'm in charge, yeah. it's my rules, and now you're telling somebody, change that immediately? And, and if you and fuck like, up, no. if you fuck up, fuck you. You're ruined, dog. You're fucking done here. You're done. That's like, that's rough. That's rough. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I think that's awesome, but also, like, that's hard. And so, like, we all have to... It's. Nobody has to do anything, but from my personal point of view, when it comes to trying to be progressive and, like, have that conversation, I want to hear from both sides. That's me. If somebody doesn't want to, you have every right to be like, I don't want to fucking hear what any white man has to say because my whole life has been dictated by that bullshit, by that idea. But, like, for me, it's just, like, yeah, for the... Sometimes when I'm, like, when I'm in a place, like, I'm doing a stand-up show and I'm saying slavery happened and then somebody in the audience will be like, yeah, but, like, who cares? And I'll be like, yo, shut the fuck up right now, dude. What are you doing? I'm doing a show. What the hell? Like, yeah, then I'll just be like, yo, white dude, shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit about what you think. 
I'm on stage. But then we're off stage, and then he's like, yo, what's the deal with slavery? I'll be like, well, here's the deal with slavery. Then I'll talk to you, but don't talk to me while I'm on fucking stage, dude. What's wrong with you? You're being rude. Yeah, do you have any manners at all? And that's when I get really hyped up, because it's like, yeah, no, I know it's because I'm a black woman, because you're just like, well, I didn't have to listen to you when you were walking down the street while I go listen to you on stage. It's like, because you do, bitch. Because you do. Because I have the say now. Because that's how it works. Yeah. Because you're. And you need to respect that. I know I don't have a dick and I know my skin is brown, but listen up. (laughs) Listen up, motherfucker. (laughs) So that's when I get really just. (laughs) But like, you know, I'll say to somebody's like, hey, why are you so mad about slavery? I can calmly explain it. Yeah. Don't just don't do it on stage. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a rant. I don't even know where that even came from. It was awesome. It all came from uh, we were talking politics and <laughs> we were talking about cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bikes. Well, cars. Yeah. Related to politics. Yeah. Um. That's so funny. <laughs> My mind's so weird. How long have you been doing stand up? <laughs> oh, you're gonna get so mad. I started doing stand up April tenth. April 10th. This, this year? 2000, no, 2015. <laughs> so like a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a half. Is when I started doing stand-up. But I've been doing like performing things Yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like I did theater in high school, musical mm-hmm. theater. I did, I was in a band. Um, oh yeah, what, I was in a few talk about bands. Your band. Yeah, so <laughs> the first I've, band I've been in a band one time, and other, okay. like other than that, it's all just been solo stuff. But okay, yeah. well, the progression of my bands: first one, high school, I was helping somebody with a senior project, so I sang uh, vocals with two other people, so yeah. there were three of us. And then I was like, okay, that was me in a band. It was one performance, <laughs> we had two practices. Uh, in college, I. Had a friend, David Carpe, who is insanely talented. He's incredibly talented. And um, he wanted to just start a band because he had been in and out of them for, I guess, his whole life. And he would play music with his twin brother and stuff. And he's just really, really good. And yeah. uh, we, we he had a group of people in mind. It didn't work out. But then he and I started just, like, practicing together. And then he just started booking us shows. So I think we had about four shows. We were mostly... Were you playing? I didn't play anything because singing. I was just singing, yeah. but we mostly did covers because I just didn't, the way that I had been trained to sing mm-hmm. was like in chorus and in, um, plays where it's just like, these are the notes you sing them in yeah. musical theater. It's like, these are the notes and this is the tone and this is how you have to sing it. Yeah. When I started doing opera, it was like, here is the music. Here's sort of what the tone, but you don't have to like stick to it 100%. Yeah, it's like, this is, like, the idea, but, like... There's interpretation there. Or there's, there's room for interpretation? There's room for vocal interpretation. Okay. So, like, with musical theater, it's, or, like, in chor- <clears throat> choral and stuff, it's like, here's a crescendo. You need to get louder at this point. Mm-hmm. You need to accent this point. You need to, like, that would be, like, a retard. You have to accent... Or, no, retard is something else, but um, a staccato. You have to accent retard, this part. Slow down. <laughs> retard is just, like, just right slow here. down here. And then with... uh, When I did opera, my professor would just be like, Companist is going to follow you. You sing it how you want to see it, but this is, like, the themes of it. With jazz, when I started doing jazz, it was like, yeah, you know what you can do? You can even improv. Just sounds. <laughs> yeah. Just scat. And it's but, just like, 
and I was in charge of arranging, but it was still things that were other people's music, but I was arranging it. So I was like, that's the point of view I was in in college where it's just like, okay, I'm just now learning that I can arrange my own music, but it's also, it's somebody else's music. So he and I sang a lot of covers. You were, you were, uh, doing kind of what Danny Elfman does maybe like he's not trained or anything. Yeah. And he just puts it all together. What? Uh, explain like the process of uh, putting all the music together. Like how how were you doing that? What do you mean? Like what? Uh, when you were like, okay, I'm gonna arrange this and. Oh yeah, that one I didn't even realize I was arranging it until maybe two semesters of jazz ensemble, and then it's like, yeah, you're arranging the song, and I was like, what? But it was like, okay, this is the song. This is what the song is about. Sheet music. Yeah, it will and, just be a song that I liked. Like, we did a cover of uh, Nina Simone, Sea Lion Woman. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is about, like, um, a woman who's, like, in charge of her sexuality, who's, like, probably a prostitute, but, like, is very, like, it, that's a powerful thing, and that's, like, a liberating thing. Yeah. And I was like, but it's a very, the sound of the song is very, um, like, uh, no frill to it and mm-hmm. it's very to the point and so I was like okay so I just want a drummer and I just want a flutist to have a solo and then that's what we did oh, cool. so it was just a beat my voice and then a flutist had a solo and that was like me arranging it because I was like because it's this woman who's very aggressive but then there was another time I was like the look of love we did the look of love look. which yeah and I was like we're gonna uh-huh. slow it down and I was like but there's a time like it was just like me arranging just me like this is the feeling this is how I want you guys to sound I also with jazz it's very tricky jazz musicians are do not like vocalists traditionally because <laughs> jazz tr- jazz is the musicians are making the music. Like, the music is coming from the instruments only. You want a melody? Fucking that guy will play the melody. We don't need singers to be showboating fucking their... Who gives a fuck? We can do all that shit. And so, like, they don't really like vocalists. And so when I came in and I would work with instrumentalists, my whole thing was, like, I like making music, I like making a cohesive sound. I don't even necessarily need to be super heard, yeah. but I want the things that we're doing to have a point, to have a story, and we're going to make a sound together that's yeah. going to be great and that's going to affect people emotionally and, like, deeply. So that's what we're going to do. And my voice is just going to aid in what you we're all doing together. Some musicians still didn't like me just because I was a vocalist and they didn't like that, but for the most part, I found like it was a lot easier to work with them because they're like, cool, you want to do music? And I'm like, yeah, I want to do music. It's yeah. not for you guys are background and I'm singing. What's up? <laughs> Fuck that. Like, it's we're doing something together. It's cooperative. We're yeah. all on the same team. Exactly. Um, so when I did the band with him, I knew what about... What was the band called? It was Brand New Key was the name of the band. Um, so we did covers and then songs that he had written, but I still wasn't creating my own music. And yeah. then um, I graduated. He moved um, to China to teach uh, ESL. And then I just was, like, partying a lot. And then I graduated from college. And then he, um, I met just like need I had that bad breakup and I delved into I did Pathfinders I auditioned Mm -hmm. for a play which I got into later and then I also just ended up starting a band just randomly with this person there was an event at the crown and it was called start your own band night and they would bring up instruments and then you could bring your own instrument and then you would just like 
people go up and just start doing stuff together. Oh, cool. And I actually met somebody and I was like, that really works. Let's meet. And then we started a band. And then that was the first time that I actually was writing things. And it wasn't that hard. Like the yeah. first time we met, we wrote a song. And we were like, cool. Because yeah. I also was going through a breakup, so I had a lot of... A lot of inspiration, inspiration. to draw from. But also, like, I knew how... Mel- because of all this practice, I knew how melodies worked and what would be good with other things. And I was like, I also want to do interesting melodies that might be counter, but also work. And jazz also really helps with that. Yeah. So, um, music- my family is also very upset that I'm not pursuing music because it was something that I've done since I was little. But it's still there. It's just yeah. like something... I really love comedy. It's the first time that I yep. was like, I'm a comedian. Before I wasn't like, I'm a singer. I would just be like, I'm a barista. And I, I'm in the band. You know, like, but I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. Uh, but, um, but it's something we you did can that. do on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, well, so he would play guitar because I've never just been, I've never been really good at instruments. I knew, I know a little piano yeah. and I know a little bit of guitar. Um, but then he, I would just write the melodies, write the songs, and then we all of a sudden had like eight songs and then we played like four shows, four or five shows and we had an EP and then he moved to San Francisco. What? And then I was in a play. So then the play took up all my time and I was like, well, maybe I'll do some theater. Maybe I'll get back into music and do both. And then I started doing comedy and then I was like, well, I can't do comedy here. I have to move. Um, (laughs) but, um, but also when I was starting to hang out with my now boyfriend, Colin, um, he, we would like jam together and then, he, uh, he gave me a guitar, um, cause he just has so many because he's insane. And he's like, just have this. And I was like, what? You want me to have your guitar? Um, you must really like me. He's like, yeah, you're my friend. Uh, but anyways, uh, so then I actually would play more and I'm not bad at guitar. I'm like, I'm not yeah. bad at it. I don't have my guitar with me now. He still has it, which sucks. But like, I can probably... Not, I can play like rhythm guitar. Same. Um, yeah. Same. But it's not, yeah, yeah. No, I can't like pick very well. Um, Someone, someone will be like, play the pentatonic scale. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I'll play an A A minor chord. Is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. But so that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's some music. That's, (laughs) um, and those are my bands. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I miss doing music. I love music. It's a, I think it's, um, it's a good release. It just feels It's a great. really good release. And I feel like the, this is like the difference that I had with like music and comedy. Like they're both things where you're putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and you're giving your emotions to the audience. The audience is sitting there and has to listen and pay attention and you're affecting them. Yeah. But with music, I feel like there is sort of not the crutch, but the safety of actual music happening. Yeah. Like, it's not just my own voice, even though my voice is involved in it. Yeah. There's there's music happening. There's sound happening. there's music happening, at the end of the song, you usually get applause. Yeah. Too. Well, you get... Yeah. But it's also just, like, it's something that's going to affect somebody. It has to. It's music. Music's gonna affect you. Yeah. But with words, all you have is your own ideas. Yeah. And your own presence... And your own self. And your own bare self. <laughs> and you're like, laugh. Which I is got some like, shit to also say. like, I want you to laugh. <laughs> also, like, I don't want you to just sway. I want you to interact by laughing. And people are like, 
<laughs> and people, so many people, I don't know why, not all com- comedy shows, but so many people will go to a comedy show like, all right, I'm ready to laugh. Yeah, make me laugh. Make me laugh. Make me laugh. And it's just like, <sighs> let's see. That was also like why I liked doing a lot of, uh, in Baltimore, I would like open up for musicians sometimes. Like I think I did that a few times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was always great because people were like, oh, I'm here to see something. Like, and it was way more casual. And all of a sudden this like black girls go up there and she's like, my pussy. And everyone's like, whoa, this is cool. This is fucking weird. I like this. And I'm like, okay, now listen to eight bands and I'm not coming back. And they're like, ha 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 ha, this is cool. <laughs> Like, I did a poetry night once, and it was like, <laughs> that was great. Because everyone's like, all right, I'm here to listen to poetry. I'm here to listen to spoken words, like, very serious. And I'm like, yo, what's up? Fucking, I'm black. And also, like, look at my huge tits. And they're like, ha, 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 this is cool. This is, like, not, this is relaxed. And, like, weird. And then we can get serious. It's just like, this girl's been, like, very, like, odd. How long, how long did you have in those poetry nights? How long did they get? I think whenever I did, like, musician sets or <laughs> poetry sets, I would have up to, like, 20 minutes. Ooh. Because they're, like, shows that are built yeah. for that. For music, for, like, for a long performance. Songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have, like, 25 minutes, and I was like, I'll do 18. But then I got used to doing, like, longer, per- and, yeah. like, performance is so important to me when I'm doing stand-up because it's, like, that's what I got used to. It's just, like... And that's what my background is. It's like you performing. It's not just like that's. I, it's not just a person talking. And I, I think I've had some trouble finding where I fit in here because so many people are so about, which isn't a bad thing either. It's just not my style. Yeah. Are about like these are my jokes and they're quick and they're gonna keep happening. Rapid fire, rapid yeah. fire, rapid fire. And it's you're listening to me and it's the jokes and not so much like what I'm doing or yeah. how I'm saying it, yeah. but I'm just telling you the joke and it's funny. In here. I think I have funny jokes, but it's also like so much is my like persona and my performance and delivery. like what I'm and my delivery. Yeah. And when I'm at an open mic and I'm trying to do that shit, people don't like it because they're like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> Fucking tell a joke. I don't think you're charming. It's hard. It, when I do shows here, I, f- I feel great because the audience is like, whoa, what the fuck? Because that's what an audience is supposed to do. But other comedians are yeah. like, Fucking fuck you. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Tell me 20 jokes in five minutes, please. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, what about this? What about me doing, airing out my pussy? And they're like, don't do that. Tell a fucking joke. And I'm having trouble. But, you know. (laughs) I think I'll figure it out. I'm figuring it out. You're figuring it out. I don't care about your quirky thoughts on shit. Tell me an actual joke. I'm like, wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. What is the chicken crust? Yeah, like, I can do that. I just don't want... I don't know. Fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah. Meet me halfway. They're like, no, fuck you. I'm not meeting you anyway. <laughs> fuck you. I'm gonna do what I'm doing. And I'm gonna do it... Well, yeah, and you're just gonna you're just gonna have to sit there grooving on it. Yeah, that's what I'm just like realizing. Also, is like I can't. I'm not. I'm gonna adapt, of course. I'm gonna grow and um, <coughs> get stronger. No, and I've also only been doing this a year and a half. So it's just like there's. I'm not thinking that I'm like cat's pajamas or shit. shit. Yeah, I don't. And I also don't <laughs> think any comedian at any point in their career should be like, yeah, I'm fucking. 
I've got it. I know, it's like, because that's when your downfall is going to Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> yo, dude, no, you're always, this is something where you always have to work. That's also what I think is different about other things. Well, not necessarily, but you all, in the entertainment industry, you always have to be yep. changing and working and growing, getting better. Because yeah. if you get a special, okay, are you going to top it in your next special? Shit like that. Where So, but I know that I have a style and I'm not going to change my style. So mm. I have to just realize that like, you just have to keep getting better at your style and it might not be the style that's here, but you're going to have to keep doing it. Eventually certain people will be like, I like that. And it might not be yeah. the people who are like cool or whatever. Or like, but don't adapt your style for, for the audience. Yeah. Just be you. Exactly. And- not saying like, I'm going to go into like a room where it's like all old white people and then just be like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know what shucks about this country? Why old white people? <laughs> Like, I'll tell my, like, jokes. I'll tell my jokes about my pussy, and they'll be like, you're like Amy Schumer. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Which has happened to me before. I went, I did a show in Pennsylvania, and, like, where was a Hanover, Pennsylvania? Because yeah. in Baltimore, there's, like, so many venues, not a ton. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to go to D.C., which I don't fucking want to do. No offense to my friends who do uh, comedy in D.C., but D.C. is, like, it's... It's like a mini Los Angeles, and I'm like, but you're D.C., so I don't understand why you think you can be that way. You're in Washington, D.C. Like, relax. You're you're on an island. Yeah, you're not even in New York. Like, just, like, chill out. Yeah, You're you're just just, where the government is. Yeah, and it's just, like, not like you guys aren't good comedians, but, like, come on. Like, you're not even... You're not even Boston, dude. Like, <laughs> relax, relax. Like, like you know, DC, <laughs> comma. You're not even Boston. All caps. And there's a great comedy scene in DC, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. And like, it's a certain, uh, a certain style out there there's a certain um audience out there and i would rather just the weed legalization is weird yeah well it's just like it's politics it's a political audience so it's just like they're gonna like it if i start talk about the debate well they're like well you're like what do i think about black people like (laughs) whatever stereotype of a black people positive or negative if you're not doing that i don't really i'm not interested um so i'm like okay well i don't really it's like, I don't want to do under a guise of a certain thing yeah. to, and then actually talk. I don't know. It's complicated. But, um, so I, um, I didn't want to go to DC, but I did a lot of county shows and, um, sometimes, which also were rough for me sometimes. But, um, I did a county show in Hanover, Pennsylvania. It was such a weird show because. What do you mean county show? It was like in the county. Like it wasn't in a city. Oh, it was okay. like rural. Like oh, a okay. rural show. <laughs> and it was in this small little venue that was great because it had like these cool like you know the like lazy boy chairs. Yeah. It was like the whole theater was like lazy boy chairs. Whoa. And so everyone's super comfortable. Everyone was super comfortable. The audience though, all white. There was a man in a Confederate t shirt there. Like, it was, I was like, fuck. But they were there to laugh. They were there to see comedy. Yeah, so yeah. that was good. Yeah. There was a woman who got into a fight about alcohol outside. There was an open mic before the show. The guy who was the booker wanted us all to do an improv jam at the end. A bunch of stand-ups. And he's like, yeah, do an improv jam. And we we're like, we're not doing that. He was a sweet guy. He was so nice. And he made us feel very comfortable. But, like, we're not, no. not going to do an improv jam. 
We're not improvisers. We do stand-up comedy. None of us want to do that. And it was like the first person who was up was this girl who was killing. And her first couple jokes, I was like, this is funny. And then me and my friends who I was there with all turned and looked at each other and were like, these are all stolen jokes that she killed. But she had just stolen all her material. And like nobody knew because we were in fucking county of Pennsylvania. So like every she was killing and then she was like, wow, I'm really glad you guys like this. I was like, of course they did their other people's jokes that you were doing. They're good jokes. You didn't write this shit. Oh, shit. I know you didn't write this shit. Oh, no. And then, like, you know, the comedians were, like, people who had only did, done stuff in the county, maybe never done things in the city, so it was all very, like, hometowny kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, you know. And then there's us, like, fucking weirdos from Baltimore. And um, I'm not going to tell the end of the story because I'm not going to... I can't. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you off mic. Because it would be really fucked up if I did. But, um... <laughs> It would not be good. Um, but um, <laughs> the guy's like, okay, so we want you to do, like, 20 minutes if you want, you know? And I was like, I'll do maybe eight minutes because all my material is about being black. Like, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb. And then my friend Eric's like, yeah, I could do, like, maybe 15. And then our friend Chris is like, I'll do 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll talk about that later. But, um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice but um i went up there and then i was like wait i do have material i'll just talk about my pussy and literally i was like i i remember sitting down just being like i'm gonna talk about my pussy all of them are gonna think i'm like sarah silverman or i'm like amy schumer but like i don't give a shit because that's their frame of reference for women who talk about their vaginas i was like i'll just do that literally right after the show i had two people come up to me and they were like you were so good have you heard of amy schumer you remind me of her. <laughs> And I was like, this is amazing. This is the best show I've ever done. I've only done 20% of my material. I ended up doing like 18 minutes. Yeah. But like, because I was like, I can't talk about being black, but it was just like, yeah, I they're going to think I'm Amy Schumer. And that's what they thought. And it was perfect. They're like, you talk about your vagina? I know one other comedian who does that. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Schumer, for talking about your vagina to uh, to the masses. To normalize it. Thank you. I have no problem with her. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. I think she's great. She's awesome. She's awesome. Um, but oh. yeah, so I did eight like 18 minutes. My friend uh, Eric did 20, and then Chris did 30 minutes. 30. Which I'm, I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Okay. Um, what, um, oh, what's something in comedy that you would love to do that you haven't done? That I would love to do? I haven't done any festivals yet. Same here. Yeah. I just applied to one. Have Um, you toured? No. I mean, no, I haven't toured. The thing about touring is that I don't think the way that a lot of people are like road comics, I don't think that fits. Oh, right. Um, but not to live on the road. I wouldn't want to live on the road. I'd like, to, my boyfriend I'd like wants to, to be a road comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that's to like, tour and then just come back. I think touring would be fun, but also like, I think touring would be fun, but yeah. I wouldn't want to tour if, when I'm more established as a comedian and then I would be doing like bigger tours rather than like, small town tours tours. not because not because i think that they 
aren't as good as other tours. It's or that's very difficult and like And not even because like well it's not even that. It's not even like it would be too hard for me, but it's like I well just like being a black woman traveling going to the entire country I don't think is a good idea. I don't think for me as a human being or for those audiences like I don't think they would the whole country. That's true. Could be like coastal tour. That's true. But I yeah, so I guess yeah, I mean it could be fun. It could be fun. I think a coastal tour would be fun. I would like to do festivals, more festivals. Doing a small a tour of small venues in the country I don't think fits for my style of comedy. I don't think people would enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't think it would be safe for me, but that's also just me speaking right now. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I'm not going to write anything off, yeah. but, um, yeah, I want to do more festivals. I think that would be fun. Coastal tour. I want to shoot all the way up to, let's see, what's a, what's a northernmost city above us? Washington? Um, Washington's a state. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. Seattle would be great. <laughs> Seattle would be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Um, I would do like where where have I on the East Coast I did a lot of stuff in Maryland County sometimes <clears throat> Pennsylvania I did a mic I did a storytelling show in Boston mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of fun with my friend Lexi Mountain who's from Massachusetts um, represent and then I did a mic in Boston where I talked about slavery, which was like, honestly, like the stupidest thing I've ever done. Cause it was like a very Irish bar with like green Bay Packers, like l- shit everywhere. And like clovers with orange. And like, it was very white, very Irish. And I was like the first joke I told, cause I was like, fuck it. I was just like slavery. And everyone was like, nah, dude, I was in fucking Boston trying to talk to them about slavery. Why did I think that would be funny? So stupid. It was so dumb. Um, and then I didn't, you know, New York or whatever. And New York is, you know, fun. I've never been to New York. It's fun. There's I'd like, it's, to go, I, think. I think it's, it's the same as out here where there's mics. There'll, people are hitting up several mics a night, yeah. but there it's like, you're not driving, you know, you're like walking, walking or, taking the, or taking the subway. So it's just like, you're out and you're just going. And I feel like here it's like, okay, I'm getting in my car and I'm driving. And then there it's just like, no, I'm getting fucked up. I'm taking the subway. I'm walking around and I'm doing like however many mics in a night. Yeah. And it's fun. And people. New York City is smaller than I think it is, right? Because Manhattan th- is small. When I think I've... about New York City in the movies, I'm like, oh, it's so fucking huge. There's it's dense. It's dense. It's and dense. Like the, all everything's up and down, left yeah. and right, and like on a grid system. And yeah. it has to be because it's so dense. Yeah, it's just super dense, and it's just the way they built it. It's different out there because it, it. I feel like the difference I have out there. It's like you're good at comedy. Okay, I'm gonna listen to you. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Like, I went up there, and my f- Colin did a show when we were still friends, and then went to an open mic with people got booked on like got booked on shows because of like open mics and stuff because of one visit we're out here it's just like well you know i don't know it's just like a difference i don't know i don't know i just don't like los angeles this is probably a bad idea for me to just like keep talking about it's just like it's a very isolating place and i don't live in the city i live outside of the city that makes it difficult for me and I'm 
just came back. I've only been here since June, mm-hmm. and it's October now. Yeah. And I'm by myself. And the person who's like my person is who mm-hmm. likes it here. Is far. Is far. Yeah. So I so and adjusting. I built up an entire life <coughs> somewhere else that I honestly think <coughs> is the best city in the world. Baltimore. It's an incredible city. Can I ask you a the question? The greatest city it, in America. It's a, it's a very lame joke, uh, but has anyone ever said Baltimore or less? No, nobody's ever said that to me. <laughs> I think there's a reason. So dumb. So dumb. And I'm just like, I fucking love dumb shit. No, that is Baltimore funny. or less. Oh man, it's it's a beautiful city. It's a city that cherishes artistry mm. and is built pretty much for an art society. The coolest thing about Baltimore is like gentrification happens there because at this point where we are in our society, gentrification is inevitable and it's going to happen and it sucks sometimes, but it's going to happen. Mm. Mm. The way that it happens there, for the most part, from the artist community, not because of Johns, because Johns Hopkins is awful, uh, Fed Hill is bad, the Inner Harbor is bad, but when it comes to the artists who come there, and they're like, I live here because it's cheaper, or there's so much warehouse space, and I can just have my own space, or I can just, there's freedom here, they are, they love the city so much that people who are from Baltimore who grew up there and a lot of them being black people are like, I am so happy that you love my city. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate that you're appreciating it. And there is really not a ton of animosity. Cool. And there are a lot of people who, you know, who are black artists who are from there, um, who work with people who are coming in and there's so much collaboration and not just collaboration between different musicians, but like artists will collaborate with musicians or theaters will collaborate with artists and musicians and comedians like the crown is a primarily music, um, venue, Mm -hmm. but comedy has started happening there, especially, uh, Wham City, which is a artist collective, but they have a huge, uh, comedy portion of their artist collective. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben O'Brien and Alan Resnick are like, I think kind of like the leads of that, but they, um, and Robbie and, um, and Cricket and Dina and everybody is involved, <laughs> but, um, and they, they're doing stuff for Adult Swim, but they started doing stuff at the Crown yeah. and now like, my friend Chris Hudson has a showcase at the Crown. Like, I had an open mic. I've done shows with my friend Lexi Mountain at the Crown. And yeah. so, like, comedy can still happen in this primarily music venue. Yeah. But also, there's a poetry night that happens there okay. that's um, a really big deal, which is done by, like, my friends Janae Kelly and Anna Crooks, um, who are both great artists. And a bunch of people come. Like, so many people come yeah. to this poetry night. Yeah. Um, because it's, everybody is just supporting one another and working with one another and... Um, helping one another that it's a very cohesive artist community and I love it so much and I miss it so much. That's great. It sounds awesome. It's amazing. You have so much freedom. You have so much freedom there. It's crazy. Like, how how much cheaper is it to live there? <laughs> a lot, huh? I lived in a house with six people, mm-hmm. but it was a row home. It had three floors. It had 
a huge living room. So the thing is, I lived with six people. I barely saw it's my roommates. Um, oh, so it's like a... Is it on the water? No, no. <laughs> it's a style of house that, like, is pretty much most of the houses uh, on, on the East Coast, but also, like, yeah, on the East Coast, where the houses will just be in a row. Oh. And they're all connected by, like, walls. Okay. Um, kind of like uh, tenements, but they're not apartments. They're just like homes. Yeah. And then they're also like railroad homes, sort of. So it's just like you go straight through. Yeah. Um, sort of, but they have like different floors. Um, so they're all just like in a row with the walls connected to one another. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a sideways triplex? Sure. But they're like, <laughs> but they're like houses. Like they have basements. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa. And so they all like all of them, all the base, all of the houses on the basements East Coast have basements. Yeah. They're great. Colin lives in the basement of his house. Also, his rent is insane. But like they have basements. They'll have like living room, kitchen, and then they'll have the rooms upstairs usually, mm-hmm. but they're all in a row on one block. So you'll have like on a block six to 12 houses because they're all built with the same walls. Um, So I lived in a pretty big row home. My rent was $465. Wow. And it was really big. And it was in the arts district. (laughs) Colin lives in Hamden. He has three other roommates. Uh He has the basement floor to himself, unless people want to do laundry. But mm-hmm. because of that, and because of like all this other stuff, excuse me, his rent two seventy five a month. Yeah, it's good. It's crazy. It's <laughs> so cheap. But the thing is, is that you're not. I get paid way more here than I do over there. Yeah. So you're still struggling, and then so people get used to struggling, and like. I know at the last show I was talking about how, like, I would find shit on the floor and I'm like, oh, these are my clothes now. Yeah, no, that's, like, true. <laughs> like, I would find, like, sweat. Like, people would be like, free, I don't want this shit anymore. And you'd just be like, oh, this is, like, a shirt. This is my shirt now. And it wasn't a weird thing. <laughs> it wasn't weird at all. It would be a box of, like, fr- like here is a bowl. Here is five pieces of clothing. Here are some books. Here's a table. Free. I don't want it. And people would be yeah. like, cool, this is mine. And it wasn't weird. <laughs> I think about doing that here, and I'm like, that shit's going to have bed bugs, and it's going to smell like urine. (laughs) I would never in my life do that out here. Ever. I don't know what the fuck is in that shit, but it's fucked. Out there, I'd be like, yeah. I got this for free off Craigslist. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, but it was off Craigslist. Yeah. There, I'm just walking down the street, and I'm like, oh, Crock-Pot. I will rinse this out and use it. I will salvage this yeah. thing that you call trash. I would sometimes and I will eat clothes and I wouldn't something. even wash them before, but I'm a disgusting person. But also it would have been fine because I would be like, oh, I'm in Charles Village. This is a wealthy area. This person doesn't want this button-down shirt anymore. This shit is fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such a garbage city. I love it. I will it so wear much. it right now. <laughs> it's the best. I And it's always great going back. I always feel a certain type of way. Like I know even days I would go to D.C. to like get some shit done in D.C., and just riding the metro back, where it's just, like, nice and suburban clean and, like, uh, cut bushes and shit. And then you get into Baltimore and <laughs> outside the suburbs, just, like, garbage and graffiti. And I would be like, oh, I'm back. <laughs> oh, it feels so nice. I see all the trash. 
I see like the fucking vines like unkempt <laughs> on the brick walls and I'm like I'm home baby I'm home I it's, welcome the trash and graffiti it is and you just it's such a you feel it's just like a loving place and you feel the love there like when that shit happened with the um up the uprising um which was mistakenly was and still called a riot which it absolutely was not a riot at mm-hmm. all um that's not at all what happened but uh the day after it happened there were so many people and i went to where uh the commotion was happening Mm -hmm. at penn and north to go help clean up yeah and like a bunch of people who had never been to that side of baltimore uh to sandtown which is like a rough area Mm -hmm. um went and i when we got there there really wasn't even that much to do because people who even lived in that community have been up since six in the morning cleaning up. I got there at 10. So then it Ooh. kind of just turned into, all right, well, there's some stuff left over from the night before. Well, why don't we just like <laughs> do a community cleanup? So then we just were cleaning up the community oh, and we shit. were just like talking and we were listening to the people who lived in that area telling us about how they felt about what was happening. Yeah. And some things were things I didn't agree with, some things I, I but it didn't matter because it wasn't where I lived. And people who had never been there were listening to people from that community and it was fantastic. Cool. It was rough. It was a rough day. But then all this weird shit happened where the pol- all of a sudden we're all cleaning up. We're listening to these people who are tell- who are just talking. Yeah. Just saying how they feel. Just like, essentially, it's therapeutic just to be like, fuck, I'm talking and people are listening. This is good. Yeah. Uh, and then other people are there like, we need to vote. We need to vote in our communities, handing out like voter registration. And it was a good thing. It wasn't anything bad. All of a sudden, police show up in riot gear, pull up to the corner of Penn and North where we're cleaning, start pushing citizens up, not saying anything, just get in a line, start what? walking forward. And I'm like, what the fuck? what's going on and there's this girl like a woman there and i was like what's going on like there were a bunch of us and she was like they just want us to move forward i was like what and they're like they don't want us on the street i was like because we're cleaning what do they think we're gonna vacuum like nothing had been happening we people were straight up cleaning talking they pushed everybody up into the intersection of the street so then we were all just in a line just being like what's going on what are you doing yeah why can't we be here nobody talking and then just being in a line, and then all of a sudden, all these, like, camera people came, and a CVS had been burned down, and they were, like... So, all these camera people came, they were filming the CVS that had been burned down. Yeah. On the other side of them were people who were just, like, talking. Because all of a sudden, we're pushing to an intersection, it's just like, well, this is bullshit. But then people were like, okay, you know what, whatever, we're gonna just celebrate. And then there was, like, drum circles and bullshit like that happening. <laughs> but, like... The cameras were pointed to the CVS. Behind them, there's joy. There's, like, love happening. Yeah. Um, and people just trying to make some happiness out of this rough situation. So that was really drawing me, like, this CVS and the riots and blah, blah, blah. It's like, do you see what's going on the next morning? Yeah. Do you see what's, like, people are trying to be calm about this? At that point, also, there are, like, a lot of white people there. And I was like, this is turning into something else. I'm going to go. <laughs> But that whole week we had a curfew and what that entire week was about because we had a curfew, which was an awful idea and stupid. And we have a stupid mayor. She's an idiot. Hmm. But, um, I went to like a community meeting What's the curfew? What? For, just for that week. There was a curfew where everybody had to be in at 9 PM. Nine. <clears throat> so That's what so I would do, early. and I was like staying with my friend, Sophie, what we would do after that, we went to like a community conversation and then got drunk at like, 
eight because there was a curfew, like drunk at seven and then just went to bed, tried to watch like Broad City or something funny to like mm-hmm. bring joy. The next day we would go and we would do like a march or we'd do like have another conversation. We did that for the entire week where we'd go to a march, have some like really intense conversations, listen to people yeah. and then get drunk at like five and then go to sleep. Early. <laughs> but that week, the entire city kind of like it still had to function. But like people were like, fuck this no, I'm going to support the city. Like, I'm going to support... And, like, things would sort of shut down or people would, like... Where, like, my focus is on Baltimore. My focus is on improving this place. My focus is on listening to people who are affected by this and for justice because the whole thing was... um, It had been because Freddie Gray was murdered by the police um, during a rough ride. And um, the whole reason the riot started was because there were... Kids. There, was, there was air quotes there. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to say it. <laughs> there were children who were in school. They had planned a walkout, peaceful walkout. Yeah. And they were all just going to walk from their school to um, the corners, the intersection of Penn and North, where the um, where just like the hubbub, like the main point of Sandtown, where he was from. Yeah. This is like a week after. It's peaceful. When they got out of school, the police had had um, were there because somebody somehow found out they were going to do a peaceful walkout. They were there in riot gear. Some kids had been on the bus. They were told to get off of the bus. They all had to walk like from school to home, being followed <sighs> and watched by police. In riot gear, these are children. Peaceful walkout. Who are walking home. Who also already don't like the police. Because legally, or whatever, a a man was murdered who's from in their area. Yeah. And that happens all the time. They live in a society where the police isn't there to protect them. It's there to antagonize them and to hurt them. So they already have this, and they're children, so they're pissed already, because they're angry. And so they're walking home, there's police there, who also, from knowing just the situation, we're antagonizing the children. So then, what happens is, like, the kids are like, fuck you, I don't care about you, are getting amped up and are yelling, police are throwing shit at them, they're throwing stuff back, it all culminates back at Penn and North, where the kids are like, fuck this and then that's when like the riot or whatever happened where they're just like this is bullshit and they just start destroying everything because they're like what does this even mean how can this be my community if i don't associate yeah i'm just trying to walk home and so they're pissed it's the middle of the night so then that's when like looting sort of happened and like and i think at that point the looting where it was more of just like a young mob mentality sort of situation where it's just like youth who are already riled up we're like well we might as well just fucking they're fucking kids you know what i mean so um (laughs) so then that's so then that was one night that was one day where things got sort of violent the the riots have been reported the entire week across the country i had stopped watching the news but i remember also that day so when we were pushed into penn and north when we had just been cleaning and then we were just like what's going on i remember later in the end of the day i think it was like the one time i ended up looking at the news during this um a buzzfeed article was like the riots in baltimore and it was like protesters like approach the riot 
like the line of police in riot gear where it's just like no 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 mm-hmm. it's been where i've been where the police show up get into a line in mm-hmm. riot gear push and push you. us and it's like yeah the protesters are approaching this line of it's like that's absolutely not what happened wow. and then i was like okay well news is lying and that was did very you, did you speak out about that to no because i was or... like what's the fucking point mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it also i even though I lived in Baltimore and even though I'm a black person, that's not my community. It would like, that's not, you know, yeah. I can't speak to what's happening, but it was like everything that I've been going on with Mike Brown and all that stuff was happening yeah. um, around the country. So it was just like a very tense time. Mm-hmm. And then I was realizing how things had just been reported incorrectly. And then I was just like, Oh, this is just like a whole fuck situation. Um, but yeah, it was a weird, weird time. And then also like the mayor said that we were on like uh like, official shutdown or something, or, like, oh, it was a national emergency for, like, that's why we had the curfew for the week, but it was, like, there was one night where things were out of hand, which was completely created by the police. Yeah. And the rest of the week, people are doing pro, like, peaceful protest. Peaceful, and then, like, some people wouldn't say, like, there was a protest that were happening where people wouldn't um, go in at the curfew just to like stand out yeah there would be people doing that in the black areas and there'd mm-hmm. be pe- white people doing that in the white areas there was footage that kept coming out and that was right after this came out the curfew ended <laughs> so stupid um where the people in the black areas would the police would just be like curfew's done grab them arrest them beat them um like pull them into cop cars and shit in the white areas they'd be like all right been five minutes Mm. you guys please go back inside Mm. i'm asking you again or curfew you can't be out here you're gonna have to go inside all right guys it's been 10 minutes so i don't know why i told that story but baltimore the the thing about is that like the citizens all had each other's back and we all like, even though it was a very rough time and a very tense, sad time, it was also a very loving time. Yeah. And a very, like, important time. It's cool. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, so. man. So, Baltimore. So, Baltimore is a, <laughs> is a great, great, great city. Cool. Greatest city in America. I'll have to visit. You should. Where's a, where's a dope place to, to eat there? To eat, you can eat at my old restaurant, which is a vegan restaurant. <laughs> We're at a vegan vegetarian restaurant yeah. um, with some fish items on the menu. One World Cafe, which is actually very good. They have One really World good. Cafe. Yeah, they have really good vegan food. Um, but the uh, Baltimore also has like a very good food. Like it's a foodie city. I don't know barbecue? why. Um, there isn't really a ton of barbecue in Baltimore. I think in the county there is. Uh-huh. Um, crabs, Maryland crabs. Oh. Huh. I've never, I mean, I've had like, uh, oh wait, lobster best. Yeah. No, crabs is like the thing. Old Bay. Old Bay Everyone crabs. gets crabs in Baltimore. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LOL. Has that joke been made of us? Probably. Yeah. Everybody does heroin in Baltimore. <laughs> it's more accurate. Yeah, crabs. And heroin. Yeah. And also heroin. Yeah. Uh, or Baltimore. <laughs> it's a great place. It's just, you know, not without its problems. 
but a good place. Um, so Cameron, what's what's <laughs> so your sorry. what's your favorite part about doing stand up? Um, I like being that vulnerable. I like the emotional rushes of it because I'm a fucking insane person, <laughs> and I um, feed off of my own emotions in ways that are very self-destructive and it's nice to have something that's positive but i can still be self-destructive fucking love that shit i love that when i have a good set i'm so amped that i'm way too manic and when i have a bad set i want to die that's amazing it gives you both extremes it gives you both extremes i fucking love it that's what I love it because it's just so addictive. I remember the first time I did an open mic, I was like, "This is." I started going every single night to open mics for like a month before I crashed hard and fucking. I was like, I remember I was outside of Sidebar, which is this open mic that happens hosted by Dark Mark, hosted every Monday, and it's the beginning of the week, and it's the one that like most people the DMV area go to, yeah. um, because it's just like beginning of the week, everybody's like smoking outside um like just doing your five for like usually there's a crowd there and um it's a lot of fun and uh dark mark's a great host and he does has a co-host every week so he'll host the second he changed it he has a co-host host the first half he'll host the second half and um i remember one time though i was the i had just been like doing really well because i started because i feel like with most people when they start comedy you start off and you're good or else you're not gonna yeah. doing you're like that was good and then you want to keep chasing that <laughs> and I was doing well and then I remember I started bombing because I was just like it it was feeding me so much energy that I was like I don't know how where to go with this and I was just getting like really like off just track, off, like I was just like I was like <laughs> you're it, you get it it's like an endorphins you I had too much endorphins and I just crashed and I remember sitting outside <laughs> of sidebar chain smoking cigarettes not talking to anybody and i was <laughs> smoking like 12 cigarettes and i was like trying to write out bits and i was just like writing how i was feeling and i was like this could be a bit and it was just like fucking i showed it to my friends and it was like the on the page my handwriting went from like just in a line to just like clumped up and like all over and my me- my finger my hands got really like my handwriting was like fucked up and messy and I remember I was just like smoking and I was just like writing like this could be a bit this could be a bit and it was just like me just talking about how like I was insane and how like uh I needed cigarettes to like stay good and I was like okay so thank you Uncle Sam for your cigarettes for your high thank you America I'm here and it was like nonsense bullshit and I was like it was in like the midst of just like a decline where I was like just eating it at a, at Mike's, and it wasn't because like I wasn't telling like I was like not funny anymore, but it was like I didn't know what to do with all the energy that I had, yeah. so I would just be going to Mike's and be too amped up, and I would just be like fucking slavery, and everyone was like what, and I was like no, it's like a bit, ah my fucking vagina, I fucking everybody hates me, and they're like this is weird, this isn't funny, and I'm like no, it's like it's all shit, and they're like no it's not it's not alt shit Cameron this is weird it's too aggressive yeah it's so aggressive <laughs> and then I was just like eating it and eating it and eating it but then whenever that cause that happens to me every once in a while whenever that happens it's just like I'll eat it for a week and then I'm like okay and then I have 10 new bits that are really good <laughs> I'm like that was weird and so that's my favorite part about com- doing stand up. <laughs> it's just like 
how vulnerable that you can be. And the highs and the lows. And the highs and the lows are fantastic. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Oh, I'm a sadist. <laughs> I, oh man, I'm, I those sets where you're just like talking and then and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> It's like, wait, am I doing jokes right now? No. Am it's... I being funny or am I just catching then, people up with my life? Well, like, the worst part about it, too, is, like, whenever you do jokes like that, you'll have at least three of your friends in the back cracking up, and you're like, no, this is funny, this audience is just fucking stupid. It's like, no, they, your friends are laughing at you because you're having a fucking meltdown, and they're like, yo, look at fucking Cameron. She is eating a dick right now, and she's going off. This is hilarious, but not in the way she wants it to be. It's just funny that this is happening to her <laughs> it's so fucked I love it I love it I, I did the comedy store mic one time Oof. I've only done it one time it was, yeah it was like last year I think and um and like no not a lot of response like not a lot of response that's the worst and one one response I got was because I had no response to a joke, and then I was like, you guys are great. Like, that's just... I just yeah. throw that out there sometimes, and they, like, laughed because they didn't laugh. Yeah. I'm like, eh. That's the worst when I'm... That <sighs> is, like... <clears throat> Worse than people just be like, ugh, ooh, <laughs> then that is silence. Because at least I'm like, okay, you're listening and you have a reaction. Yeah. So I'm saying something yeah. that requires, like, ooh. that you're, like, gonna oh. react. Like, you have a feeling. Oh. When there's nothing, it's just like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you here? Are you here and to it's laugh? Just like, are you here to learn? <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, I'm rethinking my life. And that happens here so much more. Because it's all comedians that are like, okay, are you ready for your, like, night, for your late night special? Are you ready for your late night appearance on Fallon? And I'm like, no, I'm at an open mic and I'm trying out stuff. And they're like, no. This isn't ready. This isn't show ready. This isn't late night ready. What are you doing here? I'm like, I'm doing my job. I'm trying out stuff. I'm working. And they're like, no, this is an audition. For us, your peers, to know that you're good enough. And I'm like, but I, I'm i just, like, trying to work on material on this idea I had. No. No. You need to be ready right now. Yeah. And I'm like, but wh then where do I work on this? Where? Never. And they're just like, also, I'll do stuff that I'm like, I know this is funny. I've done this at sh uh, shows. I've done this at other mics and comedians. This is good. And they're just like, I don't know who you are. I don't like this. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, I guess I'm not good. You're right. You know what? You guys are right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. That's what I want to do at a mic. It would be met by more silence. I already know. Where I just be like, you guys are right. I'm bad. Aww. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I shouldn't have even come up here. You're right. <laughs> this doesn't deserve any sort of reaction. You are correct. It would just be more people just like. I think I think a couple people would start laughing. No, I guarantee Two you people. it would just be people would just like looking at me with hate. I just like, you're my wasting my time. I would be yeah. laughing my You guys are off. right. I'm a piece of shit. You are correct. <laughs> I should not have come here. 
I am so sorry for wasting your time. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. <laughs> cool your fucking jets, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Comedy. I love comedy. Me too. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. I don't understand why people do it and they don't love it, but I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't love doing it. Yep. What, why else? Do you have any uh, favorite shows, favorite comedy shows that are out right now? Like sitcoms? Yeah. <laughs> um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I like um, like the classics, like Comedy Bang Bang, <laughs> Spontaneous Nation, How Did This Get Made is a great podcast. Yeah. Um, my friend Jeffrey Mark Klein has a one called Weddings Hate Women that he just started. I think it's Weddings just... Weddings Hate Women? Yeah, and I'm going to be on an episode. Um, but um, it's just like about how weddings are traditionally like so many of the traditions in weddings are like anti-women um and more oppressive and it's really good he has three episodes out and he usually has like a a female comic writer or actress or something come in and talk to him about like a certain thing um so that's really good i like listening to that laugh finder is a good one the one that i mentioned earlier um you know uh fucking you mentioned broad city's a great show um what other shows I've watched so many, so much TV. I watched a lot of reality TV. So Ink Master, okay. uh, shout out to Ink Master, shout out to uh, yeah, talk about the reality RuPaul TV. Drag Race. Um, it's just like whatever's there, I'll watch it. It's so stupid. Um, but Top what chef. other Top, Top chef, chef? I is Bottom too chef. pretentious. Great Side British break baking. Side piece chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Great British Baking Show. It's called Great British Baking. I think Great British Baking. GBB. <laughs> yeah. Welcome it to is the GBB. GBB. Because I was trying to make a bit about it. And I was like, where are all my GBB heads at? And it like never worked. I was like trying so hard because I love it so much to have a bit about GBB. Great. Oh, because nobody British watched it or knew what I was talking. Yeah, Bake Off. That's what it is. And nobody knew what I was talking about, except for my one friend, Evan Donahue. So whenever I would say, like, where my GBB head's at, he would laugh. No, Everybody else is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because it's a show on BBC. But it's so good. It's It's so so good. It's delightful. Um, BBC is free if you have an antenna, right? I don't know. I watch everything online. Yeah. I don't watch cable, really. Yeah, I... Even though my mom has cable, I just... Online is easier. Yeah, I watch everything online, too. It's so much easier. It is easier. You just fucking log in. You're done. Yeah, my parents have a cable login. I use that. My one. mom has HBO, Netflix, Hulu. I'm set. I have yeah. CISO. That's the only one I paid for. So yes, fucking CISO. Take my wife. So good. Take yes. my wife is so good. Oh, it's so fucking. And good. I just watched Bajillion Dollar. Um, I need to watch that. Realty I know it's or. Good. The Jillian Dollar, Dollar properties. properties. I watched the first season. The second season just came out, and I need Did to watch it. Did you see Hidden America? No, because the only reason this is so <laughs> the only reason I haven't watched it is because I saw the commercial, like the trailer for it, for the first time mm-hmm. three days ago, and in the trailer for it, he's up in front of the San Francisco Bridge, and as he's talking you see somebody jump and fall into the water, kill themselves. (laughs) And you hear a woman say, and then a guy like, Oh no, somebody just jumped. And he's like, can somebody just not jump when we're filming this? Which is sort of funny, but I was in the middle of about to have, I'm mentally ill. Um, it's undiagnosed, but I have (laughs) 
it's because of, I haven't gotten it diagnosed, but I have manic phases. Yeah. Um, I have the severe writing, anxiety. We, yeah. Writing, I have severe anxiety, severe depression. Um, like there's something like I have um, a disorder, but I'm not checked. I haven't checked it out. Yeah. I've been in therapy, but it's been like holistic therapy. So it's, it's just, I need to get real, <laughs> really into it. I was about to have, this was three days ago and it's worse with my hormones, my period, I'm on my period. When I get it, it's magnifies magnifies it because my hormones are changing and I'm like very affected yeah. by the change in my hormones mentally in a way that isn't normal PMS or whatever. Yeah. I was about to get my period. Mentally, I was teeter tottering in. I had just had a nap <laughs> in my dream. I had a manic phase. Oh. I woke up and felt awful because it all exists in your brain. Yeah. So even though it was a dream, I had a manic phase where I was like trying to tell, explain to people what it was and nobody was believing me. And yeah. I couldn't get a hold of my boyfriend in the dream who usually calms me down. Cause he has his own stuff yeah. and he's very, we're very good about helping each other out. Um, with that, but, um, I watched that preview and seeing somebody actually kill themselves in the background of a trailer of something that was supposed to be comedy. Jarred the fuck out of you. I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, this is gonna make me want to die. I was like, we're making light of somebody losing their life. It was like, not at all what it was. Not on board. This is too risky. I was like, I saw, and then I rewound it and watched it like four times. Well, lucky. This person killed themselves! The first episode isn't San Francisco, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's not. And I'm sure it's a great show, and I'm sure, like, on today when I'm, like, in a good mood, I could. But at that point, I was like, no. It's so funny. It's so funny. Because it's so, like, he, he's all about self-degradation. And yeah, so, then like, I would love it. Throws but also, like, when white men are, I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who cares? Our well, time I've is seen up. High Fidelity was, is what, 10 years old, that movie? Fucking get out of here. <laughs> it was topped by John Cusack 20 years ago. You're done. Yeah. White men peaked at high fidelity. Like, since then, it's like, fucking whatever else we Who do. Who cares? It's just like, yeah, you're white. Great. Great. Oh, you're sad because you have all the power in the world. Wah, wah, wah. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Give me a queer person's depression. That's what I want to see. That shit is real. Oh, I gotta watch Transparent. I gotta watch Transparent. Have you watched um, One Mississippi? It's no, I haven't show. yet. I haven't watched any of the Amazon shows yet. You know what I'm not gonna watch? Good Girls Revolt. And there's only one reason. <laughs> it's an Amazon show. Okay. And I've been seeing the posters, like, in Hollywood all the oh, time, because I drive, and I was right. like, Good Girls Revolt, this is, seems cool, the but then it's also like... glasses, and it looks like it's gonna be in the 60s. It's gonna, and... Yeah, they're all white, and I was like, <laughs> okay... All right. Well, maybe. And then I looked at the preview in the first preview, and I was like, this was a casting choice. It's a, it, I know this, it's based on a true story, but like, I know this isn't true. It's a black woman editor, so I know it's not true, who's like, uh, you're like talking against the system and talking against patriarchy. You know this is never going to get published, right? I'm not watching that. <laughs> You're gonna make a black woman a villain? Fuck you. Get out of here. 
Go ahead. I would love to for there to be a point in our society where, like, yeah, a black woman could be a villain, but uh, she hasn't been a hero yet. So let's get there first. <laughs> where it's not weird when the black woman's a hero before we make her a villain. Okay. Good girls revolt. Yeah, all black people. <laughs> Those are all the good girls revolting. Fuck you, fucking suffragette. Also, why was that fucking movie made? Thanks for letting us vote. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, so, you know what it is? It's not that I, I love women. I love feminism. I hate white feminism. I hate white feminism. <laughs> not that I hate women who are feminists who are white. That's not what I'm saying. I hate white feminism. It's bullshit. <laughs> white feminism exists on the pre, pre uh, the premise of I am here as a woman and I'm angry. And I have minorities backing me up. No, 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 bitch. <laughs> it's not that other minorities back you up. You're like using, they're like, I'm an ally, so I'm going to speak up for my black sisters. No, I will speak up for myself. And you just sit there and be like, I support her. No, it's not that we, like, no we exist. No spoken for. Exactly. It's like, you exist to support my anger against the patriarchy. No, dude. <laughs> I exist. And I also hate parts about the patriarchy. I don't need you to speak up for me, fucking blindside. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, I hate it. It's so, like... It's like becoming increasingly clear like black people and black minorities and queer minorities have voices and we have venues of making our own voices because we will create them if nobody's going to listen. Yeah. And guess what? People come to our places. So just because you fucking are with her doesn't mean that you can like speak for me. <laughs> are you kidding me? And that's the craziest thing, too, that I find, like, even in comedy or stuff where I'm like, yo, I'm being oppressed. Let me make a joke about it. People don't like it when a lot of the times don't like it when women of color or queer people are just like, I'm being oppressed. But when white women, I notice this all the time, are like, we need to, hey, these people are being oppressed. People jump Applaud. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm telling you I'm being oppressed. And you're like, that's too weird. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Society, like think Much like, like this me. One. Yeah. <laughs> be me. Why can't everybody be me? Because I'm afraid of clones. That's why. <laughs> Solved it. Never mind. Clones or clowns? Clowns. No, you know what? I feel so bad for clowns right now because. Because all the creepy ass people doing. The no, not clowns. even that. Because millennials have really just fucked them up. Like yeah. millennials are like, catch me, ooh, clown, catch me. I'm gonna fucking lay hands. I'm like, what if somebody is so passionate about being a clown? What if that's their calling and they just love being a clown? And you're just like, I will beat you up. That's not fair. Yeah, that's fucked up. We're we are shady. We are shady folks as millennials. We're yeah. ruining the careers of clowns. It's like it's fucked up because there's people, people fucking up clown image yeah. out there who are just doing the scary shit just yeah. for fun because clowns have had a scary image for so long and it's so, yeah clowns are terrifying so though i don't know why i mean i know that there are people who like being clowns i don't know why <laughs> but i have nothing against them liking being clowns i just don't get it 
It's weird, just dude. Just clowning around. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> Have you seen baskets at all? No. Oh, no, I haven't. I, I wanted to. I think I watched a couple. Like, a couple episodes, and yeah, it's really funny. Zach Galifianakis is so talented, and I also feel bad for him because I feel like there is a real aversion to him right now, and it sucks, because he is a legitimately talented yeah. and funny person. Yeah. And it's a bummer that, like, people are like, oh, it's just Zach Galifianakis being weird, and it's like, no, yeah, he's it's like... it's just him being him. No, no he's, he's so talented. Yeah. He's so funny. And he was, like... Still not very known, what, like, 10, 15 years ago? Right. And just skyrocketed, and now people are like, ugh. Now people are like, I'm used to it. And it's just like, no, he's so good and committed. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Hell yeah. (laughs) Good for him. So proud of him. Oh, man, I might have to jet. Yeah, um, this has been really awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, will you plug stuff? Plug your Twitter? Shit, yeah, um... The only thing I can plug right now is my Twitter, my Instagram. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Cameron Gordon. So it's my first name yeah. and then G-O-R-D-Y-N, N, two N's. Okay. And then Instagram is the same thing, one less N at the end, but it doesn't matter because if you type it in, it'll just come up. So just, <laughs> in either of those, just type it in with one N. <laughs> Nothing else is called Cameron Gordon. Also, like... It's just my middle name. People keep asking if it's my last name. It also isn't my middle name, but we're just going to say it is because (laughs) people will also just be like, oh, Cameron Gordon's joining us. And I'm like, Gordon is not my last name. My last name is Farmer. I have a whole bit about it. (laughs) So it's my middle name, guys. Don't get confused. Just just cool out. All right. (laughs) It's my middle name, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Well, this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Cameron Farmer, not Gordon Farmer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined it.